Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Let's start the show. I guess Angela Bassett did the thing. <laughs> huh? Angela Bassett did the thing. Otherwise, the who? This for me Welcome too. to the friend zone. Your weekly look into all uh, things mental health, mental hygiene, and mental shoulders. Because who in the hell wants a musty brain right now? We just had to tie up that loose end from last week because. You know, we talked about that. Angela Bassett did the thing. You know, that conversation. And as you can see, this just further proves how beat she was. Because you see when Angela Bassett did it, effortless. Boom. One take, Jake. She got up there. She said, I guess Angela Bassett did the thing. That's a little bit different, okay? Then Angela Bassett did the thing. That's a little bit different than all of that. You know what I'm saying? So it just goes to show you black people just, you know. And Ariana, she black too. You know what I'm saying? But she might have been, you know, I mean, she might have went to private school. You know what I'm saying? You never know. You know? Hey. A, you know, I mean, well, I, I mean for you to catch that stray friend, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. She well, might have well, been. Well, I know what you're talking about no, as well. No, you know, she, it. look, if it's if we're gonna introduce her private school, then it's because that's why she was delivered such a memorable moment to where it carried over. It was great, great promo and of what shout out to Ariana. Theater kid. It did. Yeah, it, it well, exact camp is what they were trying mm-hmm. to give. Camp. Someone said it camp. was Nikki. It was, it was <laughs> Roman. Wait, 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 yes. Wait, I knew <laughs> you didn't see that. Someone was like, I, I think she, it was a, it was a Nikki. She was trying to do, but it just like didn't land. Did you, so if you look at it you know, through that lens, did you watch? Did you watch the the uh, footage of her before she got out there? Like was yeah, she rehearsing. Yes. <laughs> so that's why I don't even think it was like she didn't realize she looked stupid. <laughs> she was like dead serious. She was having fun though. I, that's what makes me feel yes. bad. You can see she was having a blast. She when looked they like were she was having a back spasm. That's what it looked like she was having. <laughs> oh okay. Or it looked like the blast was going on internally. Ariana, like, I support you and your yeah, black joy. I, 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 I shimmy with Fucking Ariana volcano. as well. She's okay. a volcano. I support it. <laughs> Erupting on that stage like that. Also, did you see the, the black uh, young lady that was a TikTok creator who made the story of Angela Bassett actually doing the thing. She put this um, <laughs> this video together. She said, I'm here to prove Angela Bassett did do the thing. She said, Angela Bassett played in um, American Horror Story or whatever. Um, uh, yes. Oh, yeah, I did. Uh, um, the, circus, the, the circus, circus one. Oh, and she show. said mm-hmm. that it's freak show. And she said that she was dating this guy who played the strongest man, who was Michael Chiklis, who also had played the thing. And since they missed around in that movie, Angela Bassett did oh, actually wow. did no wow. it was so funny. <laughs> I was cracking up. I kept seeing the threat of them putting up her and the thing or her in the hand from the thing or some mm-hmm. shit. Like it was just like y'all have got to leave all of this alone. But Angela. it also goes to how the camp carried on. It did. Yeah. It and the legs. camp carried on. I hated camp. I couldn't wait to go home when I would be at camp and shit. I hated that. I Did never you go was. overnight camp or like Yeah, I went camp. to overnight I camp. camp. And I remember we went on a field trip and I, oh God, this is really a pivot, right? But I remember when we were in elementary school, we went on a camping field trip and my sister, got, God bless her, I told her she, she'd be boots on the ground. She had make sure I had like a big <laughs> ass, a whole bunch of like lunches and uh, snacks and all that shit. Aww. But I remember being out there feeling like the world was going to end. I hated it. I hated camping. 
and I hate camp. Yeah. Why did you feel like the world was going to end? Because it felt like we, <laughs> had, we had to make sure we had things. Like It was just like impeding disasters. It know, was like apocalyptic. Yeah. I'm like, why are we like, you got to make sure you have this, and then you have cream for this, and spray for that, and lay this out, I, and put this up, and totally <laughs> set this on fire, and heat that up. It's just so much. Like I hated camping. <laughs> Give me a cabin. Um, there was one time I went camping and I loved it because you know we had like the bonfire. You know we were doing like the nature oh, trails and shit. So like that shit was cool. But for the most part, overnight camp was a no for me just because I don't know you adults like that to be interacting with y'all. Like I just wasn't feeling having to share quarters with all these people. Mm-mm. But like day camp was fun. But overnight camp, yeah, I didn't have to do that one. And then I loved unless it because the one I went to was a farm. Of course, my mom put me in a farm camp. <laughs> <laughs> How was it, friend? <laughs> She knew our kid, and it was fun. If I remember correctly, we were there for three weeks, though. So Mm. it wasn't overnight. It was like you was gone, and it was so much fun because you're just like, when else do you get to have that type of free time where you're just like, no schedule, your mommy on your neck, you know, like it just was so much fun. You Mm. and I had my first kiss. Oh, friend. In a barn. Is that not so friend? (laughs) (laughs) Hey Justin. His name was Justin. He was so cute. (laughs) He DM'd me a couple years ago, like, what up? I was like, oh shit. (laughs) How do you look now, friend? Yeah, so we were playing Spin the Bottom. And, and it was tricky because I liked him so much. So I was like, ooh, I hope the bottle. T-. You know, you purposely mm-hmm. uh, sit mm-hmm, across mm-hmm. from each other. It's just, just tricky. And, <laughs> and me being the wish that I am, it slowed down right in front of us. And it was perfect. My first kiss in sixth grade. That's right. And then you kiss in front of everybody. Damn. And that's hot. I'm an exhibition. Right. I mean, I bet you it was trash. You probably just locked lips. I don't know if it was not an exhibition. <laughs> the voyeur. Not a voyeur, because I don't want to see y'all. You know what I'm saying? But I let you look, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and we dated that whole summer. That's how you know uh, my kiss was good. That's right. Right? Okay. It, okay, it wasn't just it no. In. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's so gross, right? How old are you? Like twelve? Yeah. What do you know? Well, <laughs> a lot. Because <laughs> I had definitely but not this way. The old way, <laughs> not the new way yet. The old way. <laughs> not voguing old way versus new way. <laughs> and you see which category is the most exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Not the categories. Fran, please. Please. Okay, yeah. So how um, were your weekend? Speaking of categories, Dustin uh, Ross was okay. at the NAACP Image Awards looking fabulous. Like Thank you very much. Like a damn Thank you so much. Tell us how was your weekend? How did it feel? My weekend was amazing. Um big shout out to the NAACP um and the BT <laughs> Network uh family. Uh, great weekend of, of celebrating black excellence. And it felt really good to be in that number when them damn saints mm-hmm. went marching in. Okay. It was Come wonderful. Um, it was a rainy weekend in LA, literally, and not just light, cute rain and that snowy. you can dash through. This was like mm-hmm. torrential downpour, literal flash flood warnings coming across your phone every five minutes. Um, yeah. Everybody knows when it comes to high visibility public events like that, 
um, the red carpet and the press photo opportunity is really the value, uh, one of the um, largest stakes of value of the evening. Friday before the red carpet, they canceled it like 30 minutes before because it was flooded. Mm, there wow. was plastic over the carpet that you stepped down on and you were in two inches of water. It was terrible. Crystal and I attended the nominee dinner together. Shout out to Kid Fury mm-hmm. and Crystal of the Reed. They were nominated as well. Um, hey. Yeah, so it was good to see, <laughs> be with them. Um, Crystal and I attended the nominee dinner she together. So she was such a G. She looked beautiful. Their makeup. Never complained. Shout out to NL Makeup. Hey, hey, Nikki. Hey, Nikki. Hi, Nikki. We love you, Nikki. Hey, Nikki. <laughs> but Crystal looked beautiful. She was such a trooper. She didn't complain that one time about the walks that we had to endure through that rain, uncovered. Um, she was in heels. She just was a total G like my homegirl always is. So that's what was mm-hmm. up. But um, we had a great time Friday night. And then the ceremony itself was on Saturday. And I want to give a huge thank you to my publicist, Cree Peck, um, my agent, Nick Rose. Shout out to Alex Rago. We all made it happen this weekend and it was beautiful. So Amen. yes, 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 Yay. yes. Yep. Congratulations to I saw Dr. Joy of Therapy for Black Girls. Yeah, shout out to Dr. Joy. That's right. Shout out to Dr. Joy. Honestly, that's so well deserved. Dr. Joy been out here since 2015 mm-hmm. with her mm-hmm. directory for therapists. That has over six thousand therapists at this point, and she's worked hard to create that database and just her overall brand and what it's done for us you know what she actually has a book coming out soon yes dr joy mentioned that yes dr joy it's about sisterhood and healing and community and she sent me an early copy which honestly i felt so honored i'm sure humbled by that (laughs) just honored because it's dr joy Mm -hmm. she wanted me to read it and i'm halfway through and it is so 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 good it really just made me think of my friendship with the girls you know like it made me see how blessed we are. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the things she was describing as healing components of sisterhood, we do for each other. And that made me really proud because obviously we had, had no guidance on how to be good friends. You just kind of do it from the heart. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy to see that like we're killing it out here. And that's why I was so happy to see Crystal. She looks so pretty. So yes. pretty. Uh, beautiful black gown at dinner. So pretty. They're just gorgeous. So pretty. Yeah. And congratulations to y'all for being nominated. And Thank speaking you. of our ecosystem, Nikki, who did Crystal's makeup, yes. also joined the friend zone patreon last week we have to clap for that <laughs> funny enough it was the same day that she had done crystal's makeup they wrapped that crystal <laughs> was on her way to the show and then nikki jumped on patreon with myself and our sister kia dr kia robinson of getting grown pod and we hung out and had a girls night in on that. friday for two hours on patreon asante helped us with the tech aspects so that we could just create like without switching? having to worry. You were so, I was, you don't understand, I was so thankful for you. Asante was highlighting all the funny comments. Anytime Nikki was getting really deep into her tutorial, he would highlight her on the screen. Like, you just helped us in ways that I can't even put into yeah, you, you didn't know you was going to need all that, did you? Okay. <laughs> And it was a testament, I think, to how good it was and fun that you just like genuinely stayed the whole time helping us out. But (laughs) it was a good one. Nikki just guided us through some no makeup makeup looks for people like me. And then Kia 
was able to replicate the look that I was doing for women that were her complexion, which I loved. And we just shared the different products we were using, the different shades, how to, the technique. Thank you to Nikki. And it ended up being really fun. It was the first time I'd ever done my makeup myself, which was which super added cute. to and the I fun. did good, right? You did. I you did, did a really great good. job. You did a great job. No, it like was actually <laughs> you know as a viewer, it was mm-hmm. funny to watch you in the beginning because you had a you had you know pros right because Kia was the pros like, over there doing pros. it as Nikki's breaking it down and telling you what each and everything individual thing is. But it was just funny because for me, I'm like, well, how? Like, because you remember I was asking the show, I was like, well, what are all these things? Because you're like right. holding them up too, just like, and this is, uh, yeah. <laughs> thinking, and then this? Nikki's trying what to break it all do? down. I was just like, well, this is going to be entertaining, and it was just way more entertaining than I could have imagined. So thank you for that. As a viewer. it was so fun, <laughs> and it was I think what people were messaging us saying it inspired them because people are clueless sometimes, and they'll go on YouTube. And the YouTube tutorials are like almost too advanced because they assume that people know what all this stuff does. So a lot of them don't don't explain why you're using this. And that's what people said Nikki's talent is that she broke down the whys. So it's not just put this, 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 but it's like this is why you need this. This is what it's going to do. And it was fun because she's funny as hell. So, (laughs) you know, and she broke down everything in a way that was really palatable. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. And it was just cute. We had so much fun. Um, we're definitely going to do it again. It's something that, funny enough, I sent them a picture of Zendaya's makeup. I don't know if it was mm. from NAACP or maybe the SAG Awards, because I know we're heavy in award season right now, yeah, so it's hard to know. It. And she she's so dope to well, me, man. She, like, makes fashion and makeup and hair exciting. Mm-hmm. So yes. she had a look she did recently. Maybe y'all know. It was, like, a pink dress. That's with at like, the SAG um, Awards. Roses. Mm-hmm. Sa- okay, I figured it was SAG. It was this really soft pink face. But she had these kind of dramatic lashes. And I sent it to Kia and Nikki. I was like, we have to recreate this. <laughs> it's a little Friend, advanced. Are you going to put on lashes? Well, this is more for Kia because she's more oh, the pro. Okay, but I might she, do it. Okay. It might okay, be fun okay. to, to watch me say, well, I'm a, figure I'm, that well, out. I'm going to be present regardless, <laughs> but I'm definitely going to be tuned in for that. <laughs> right. So that's going to be like our new game on Patreon to just like find cool looks and then Kia is going to recreate them and I'm going to try to recreate them and Nikki will walk us through. So it'll be a thing. We're going to do the thing. <laughs> on Patreon. If you don't, if you're not subscribed, make sure you do that. <laughs> the friend zone part is Patreon. Patreon, P A T R E O N dot com slash the friend zone podcast. If you missed the live stream, no worries. It's going up today. And not only is it going up, but I also have a list of all the products that we used. So that way you can follow along, order if you see something you like. And of course, we even shared like the shades that we all pick because we're all different shades. Everything just going to look bomb. I'm excited to share that with you. So definitely check that out. Kia was the perfect model, by the way. Isn't she so like stunning? And the makeup just looked so good. I was like, damn. And she's such a pro. (laughs) She's such a pro at it too. Effortless, right? She's just like, through. (laughs) <laughs> and, and like i'm like so you just do this every day wow just stunning. right just stunning. right um my weekend was cool it was great uh i am working on some shit and it's coming together really cool um 
damn, there was something that I was supposed to talk about and I'm going to forget, but that's okay. Um, It'll come to you. Yeah, no, it's totally fine. Uh, <clears throat> I did some content with Mandy, which should have been here this weekend. So I guess that'll be posted this week on our Patreon for ETA um, mm-hmm. shot in the studio. So that's coming. That's another Patreon thing to look forward to. Me and Mandy hey. talk shit. It's going to be two episodes worth of content. So you'll get that for the month of March of uh, me at the uh, Full Court Studios. Outside of that, uh, it was a great weekend. You know, I yeah. did a lot of writing and reflecting and reading, and it was beautiful. <laughs> Come on. I've got some reading, books writing, that I bought. Reflecting. Yeah, I, I got some books that I bought. Um, some of them I, was, I started during jury duty, and then I got to <laughs> really finish those this week. Because, you know, you've got to take you something to jury duty. Okay. <laughs> so I, the books that I had, I was <laughs> like, oh, well, yeah, let me finish these for real now that I've actually got in good. Because for the first day of jury duty, I got in really good. But um, yeah, I'm excited for the month of March. Y'all know Me what time too. it is. And um, more to come. But yeah, that's it. Great weekend all around. Great time. I had a great time with y'all on Friday and then got to live my best fun. life this weekend. Hey, <clears throat> I'm also, my laptop is back. I'm so thankful. Yeah. I don't know if I mentioned it on the show. <laughs> I know I told the guys. My laptop completely crashed on me last week. And I'm one of those people that does not back my stuff up which is not the best thing to admit but it's true so i was shook but everything worked out god is good laptop is back didn't lose anything they were able to fix it and i didn't have to pay because i had 60 days left on my apple care god is good now were you able to extend and, it again or is it just going after the next season? yeah but now they do it for a year okay. like once that that initial apple care then you do a year okay for like, get that grace here cost. but yeah you like, right. all right well this is the year you got to look to replacing your your stuff or just okay. go rogue <laughs> it's worth it though because this would have cost me seven hundred dollars yeah. if i didn't so grateful is an understatement I mean, what? I would have been so pissed. And I'm healthy too. So it's just been a good week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Honestly, and then paying for that one extra year, especially since you just got a service. If something happens probably at the end, like towards the end of that one year, and they just replace it anyway, you don't got to get a whole new one. It's fantastic. Sometimes things happen like that. So, yeah, and it was the issue I was having was with my screen, apparently, mm, and mm. they just replaced the whole half of the laptop. Like, they just took it yeah. off, replaced it, so See? it looks like a new laptop, which yep. is kind of cool, because I've had it for a little under three years, and it looks brand new. So that was kind of, right? A, a little And you got the, little the drive, too. <clears throat> and I got so a drive. So now you can back it up. So now I'm going to be an adult and back my stuff up like I should because I run a business. <laughs> so with that being said, I don't know if y'all have any announcements you want to get out the way before we jump into the show show. No, no. So wake me up before <laughs> yet, we go right? go. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to highlight um, yep. the black business of the week. So my friend Carmen was on Twitter and she was posting about this damn cake. That looks so good. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? I literally was like, drop a pin. Mm-hmm. Where's the bakery? <sighs> and right. And she's not even here. She's in Philly. But I was like, I'll have oh. someone send it to me. Right. And so it's a company, a mobile bakery called She Got Cakes. Mm. And it services, <laughs> cute name, right? It services the New York City, New Jersey, and Philadelphia areas. And if you happen to live outside of those zones, 
arrangements can be made for a pickup. You just have to let them know, obviously, via email. So I'm going to pull up some of these flavors, okay? She has an ultimate red velvet cheesecake cake. Mm. Oh, right now. I know Asante's going to go to the website. So is She Got Cakes. <laughs> <laughs> she Got Cakes dot A-S dot M-E. <laughs> click, click. We know how Asante's doing that episode. <laughs> you're not going to just watch me look up. <laughs> this honestly become my favorite thing because you'll like look away from me and just look up. And I'm like, he's on it. So okay, this wait, is... wait, give it to me one more time. The website. <laughs> She got cakes dot a s dot m e. That's like a church. A m e. Okay. A m e. All right. Oh, we got you a sampler. Okay, go ahead, friend. Uh huh. You see the mini cheesecake sampler? It's a dozen minis. It looks so good. It includes banana pudding, classic strawberry peach cobbler, strawberry shortcake, vanilla bean, and Oreo. Seventy dollars, and that price includes a delivery, which is dope. Mm-hmm. She has an ultimate red velvet cheesecake cake. This is what my friend Carmen was eating. I love red velvet. I was sold. <laughs> it just looks so good. Apple pie. I'm not a big apple pie person. I don't really eat pie, but the cheesecake looks hella good. Uh, banana pudding cheesecake. She has a Biscoff cheesecake. Mm, uh, mm. Okay. That's what? the airplane cookie. <laughs> it literally <laughs> says that in the description. A uh, blueberry lemon cheesecake, a brown butter sweet potato, just a classic strawberry. She has an Oreos cookies and cream, like Carlton Oreo from tiramisu, the Fresh <laughs> peach cobbler, a pumpkin cheesecake, <laughs> a strawberry crunch, <laughs> and a strawberry Oreo? shortcake. <laughs> and a strawberry sh- <laughs> Dustin Ross Say her real name violence. Who else? Simone Yeh. Say her real name <laughs> Who else is Simone Oreo? Um, let me think No she- Dustin <laughs> Strawberry shortcake cheesecake Which is my nigga. favorite <laughs> Considering the combo we were having Before we pressed record This is extra <sighs> And a vanilla this bean is extra credit <laughs> and a vanilla bean cheesecake. So those are just some of the flavors. I actually want to try the strawberry shortcake one. That sounds so damn good. Briny Jane. You know, I want some of this tiramisu cheesecake. Like, there's like 10 flavors on here. That I Don't it look so good? So all you have to do is, you know, she has all the instructions. Dustin, let us highlight this woman's bakery. Yes. All you have to do is go to shegotcakes.as.me. She has all the information for you to add your full contact info and delivery address to ensure a smooth delivery process. Like I said, this is servicing the New York City, New Jersey, and Philadelphia areas, but she can also make arrangements if you're somewhere outside of that and are willing to do a pickup. So I'm getting a biscuit all cakes. Cookie. You see it? It looks so damn good. All cakes it looks can be frozen really good. for up to two months to preserve freshness. So if you go ahead and get a big one, don't feel guilty. Um, yeah, so I wanted to put that out there because it looks good. I love that it's a mobile bakery. And she said that she's going to start shipping nationwide very soon. Obviously, highlights like this will allow her to do that even sooner. So shout out to Carmen for putting that on my timeline because I love cake. 
Mm-hmm. And shout out to she got cakes dot as dot me. If y'all get some, definitely send me pictures so that I can drool. I mean, and that's it, it really for this looks week. good. Yeah. Does not look good. Mm, I can't stop scrolling and that. looking at them. I'm like, damn, like where would I like where do I begin? Like a sample's cool and all, but like you know, I want like, like four of them, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 See? <laughs> I, I want to get it next month when we get some. And just eat. I'm yeah. just not even going to cut a slice in it. I'm just going to take punk bites out of it. Just <laughs> right out the side of it. Like in the old wait. Matilda when she made him eat that cake. Mm-hmm. I'm going to walk that home. Please go live when you do this. <laughs> I'm going to walk that home. You thought Matilda walks before. <laughs> I'm a walk <laughs> That's it for the black business of the week. Mm-hmm. Let's jump into the recap segment. Last week's episode titled The Window of Tolerance featuring Supernova Mama. Yes. Thank you, Natasha Nelson. We were joined. Yes, Natasha. She's so great, right? By yeah. Natasha Nelson. Uh, early last year, Natasha schooled us on conscious parenting and it spoke to us about her goal of creating safer, more loving and empathetic black households. But last week, we shifted the focus from the children <clears throat> and discussed the mental health of black parents. Those of you listening had a lot to say. It was a very well-received episode that made me happy. So who stood out to you, Asante? I was in those Twitter streets, and I want to <laughs> give a shout-out to uh, Zendaya's Bob is this person's name, but their at is underscore underscore Jay's World underscore. They said, damn, at Hey Asante, I felt that when you mentioned the lack of attachment. No matter how much I try, there's always a level of disconnect with certain loved ones. It's like I love you, but the emotional yeah. connection is weak as hell. Well said, Jay's World. It was very hard to like verbalize like where I was going with that or what was going on with that. But then Natasha being able to like comfort me and say like you know sometimes you're gonna be sad and it's okay to be sad. So I was like I was like that's real because I've been there for people or had that thought in other arenas or ideas in other realms, but never really entertained that for myself in that uh, expressed way. So. Yeah, it was it was tough, but it was also cool to have Natasha there to talk about so many cool things. Um, what about you, friend? What you find out there in them streets? Um, such a great combo. And honestly, <laughs> this is what's so great about this show. Sometimes I feel bad because <laughs> we love having fun, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's hard sometimes to be like, let's kind of reel it in and bring a grounded combo. And you always kind of feel like, Ugh, I know people are gonna be like, girl, I'm at work. I don't want to talk about trauma mm-hmm. and black mental health, but then we do it, and it's always so well received. And people are like, I needed to hear this. This really helped me. Yep. It reminds me why we have the range to do what we do. So that's always such a great reminder. I'm happy that y'all love this episode. Um, Very Kane on Patreon said, I appreciate this episode so much. I'm a first time mom and my son, 20 months, is sensory driven and seeking no sense of space, very affectionate and very clingy. I know he loves me, but God damn. (laughs) Now that I think about it, this was hard for me to process when my husband and I started dating. As an only child, I've needed to check myself. I appreciate Supernova for not condemning us, those of us with low tolerance, Mm. but helping us acknowledge it and try to figure out how to fix it. I now know what it's stemming from. It's survival mode. Viola Davis stated in a clip that Black people always feel like we have to, quote unquote, get it 
when we deserve a life of ease, Fran's favorite word. And having to get it is so trauma-based. You guys deserve your flowers because for this show to be running five plus years and I'm still learning and growing from you all is a true testament. That felt good to hear. Mm. Thank you, Vera Kane. That's it for me. What about you, Dustin? What'd you find in the Twitter streets? Shout out to my boy, Shad Santiago. I love you, bro. Um, Shad <laughs> Santiago tweeted, um, and to everybody who thinks Brittany Renner is one who started that high shit, Shad started that and she stole that from him. Everybody knows Shad Santiago starts all his videos going, hi, or however he does it. I can't do it. Can't nobody do it but him, but Brittany Griner been trying to, not Brittany Griner, excuse me. She didn't been through that it. That sounds no. like Brittany Renner. Brittany Renner. No, Brittany Grinder. You said it right the first time. Brittany Grinder be like, what up? That sounds like But anyway, so Shy gonna say, uh, he tweeted. <laughs> he tweeted, I used to never want to know any of my neighbors, but it's actually not bad, LOL. <laughs> oh, wow. Relatable content. <laughs> you know, that was funny. Sometimes you can <laughs> find a cool neighbor. That. You know what I'm saying? You can. <clears throat> you know, that's right on time. I had a moment with my next door neighbor. She has Aww. these dogs. Just real quick. She has these dogs. And I didn't hear them bark. And she texted me. She sent me like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry about the barking. And I was like, girl, I don't ever hear you because she has a dog already. But the other people got a dog that's been barking and working my nerves. The for one that we so hear. Was, yeah. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, girl, you're fine. I, ne- I don't even know what you're talking about. It's the other people's dog that always gets me. Do you know, like two days later, I realized she, her dog had some babies. I don't know if they had the babies or, you know, had a dog that had babies or whatever. So she's watched these puppies and they are bad as hell. They be in there barking up a storm. But luckily they don't bark when I'm recording or doing anything important. So I just like, oh, well, cool. Now like I got the okay to play my music. But I, heard, I feel so bad. I heard a boyfriend yesterday like yelling. He was like, stop it. Stop it. Like, so I was Not in my him having a breakdown. And so I texted her. I was dogs like, I hope everything's okay with you. I was like, I hope. <laughs> You know, I just have so many funny things to say about my neighbor, but I shouldn't say the next thing. But I was like, I hope y'all are okay over there. And she's like, we're doing the best that we can, LOL, Caps. And I was just like, you know, it's funny that we're on this, like, we could text each other. Because I really don't talk to them. I haven't talked to them for months. But the fact that she sent that text and was being sweet. And I was like, also, let me know if I'm ever being disruptive, blah, blah. She was like, you never are. You're amazing. And I was just like, well, go ahead, white girl. Thank you. Because I know that I am. I was just being nice. Because I wouldn't do shit if y'all told me I was doing shit anyway. No, yeah, I make my neighbors feel uncomfortable yeah. when they say anything about my music <laughs> <laughs> they've never said anything anyway it's just somebody randomly tried to snitch on a day i probably wasn't even playing music i was like i don't know who this is for but this is not even for me so yeah i gotta send this email to who it's for it's not for me yeah that's irritating oof okay also but yes what else did you find out there in the street shout out to jack a <laughs> harry um yesterday was february hey. 27th and she tweeted you know what day it is mary 2-27 she tweeted so i thought that was cool 227 Wow. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I thought that was great. Um, I also would like to give a shout out to where is it? Where is it? Cardi B. This isn't even from necessarily Cardi. a um, this isn't even from necessarily like a tweet or anything that we can uh, reference. But lots of people were tweeting about the fact that she did like a talk back to the girls club for the NYPD or whatever. The young girls. Um, high school and middle-aged girls told them about living living with uh, a goal towards fulfilling your dreams. And they showed footage of her at a community service um, day for herself 
singing and rapping along to her song Tomorrow <laughs> Too with Glorilla around the people. You can see the <laughs> personnel, so the NYPD personnel smiling and recording with their phones and stuff. Cardi B's being a fun, a good sport and fulfilling her civic duty and what she had to do with her case. I think that just deserves a highlight. So I love it when yes. two worlds can intersect like that. You know, you can still be yourself while fulfilling what you got to do so we can move on from the bullshit. I just love that right. moment. So I wanted to give a shout out to that. And that's it for me with these tweets of the week. And oh. posting mm-hmm. her OOTDs. You see her oh, yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Every day, like day four, day five, OOTD dressed hella cute too. I'm like, what? Yep. With these Margella heels. I love it. And shout <laughs> to out to, y'all know who started that? Well, at least the first person I could ever remember glamorizing community service was Naomi Campbell Naomi back in Campbell. the day. Yeah. When yep. she got on that gown, yeah. uh, going to community <laughs> She was Sorry. like supermodel fashion <laughs> week with ah. gowns and shit. Oh no. Going me. to community service. That's some iconic shit. But that's it for <laughs> the definition um, of an icon. If you want to see Truly. the tweet of the the tweet that we were talking about with the TikTok about Angela Bassett doing the thing, Claude Kelly actually <laughs> tweeted the video. Uh, oh. it says it says, This is why I love TikTok. You can look up Claude <laughs> Kelly, and this is why I love TikTok. It'll come right up. He's the one who tweeted that I should have known He's it was so Claude funny. Kelly. Shout out to Claude <laughs> Kelly, because he damn sure didn't did the thing. Uh, and that's it. <laughs> and then, you know what? I actually do have a big announcement. I don't know why I always forget mine okay. until later. So if you have the NPR app, uh, it's mm. NPR one. You have already heard the trailer for my new show. <laughs> they dropped the trailer, which is just, I don't even have the words. And the show actually releases today, March 1st, for those of you who are listening to the episode it's today. It's the first of the month. It's the first of the month. And the podcast is officially called Living for We. Wow. And it's a podcast, right? It's just even saying it. So excited when I listened to the trailer, it made me emotional because I'm just like, this is incredible journalism. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud to be a part of the team and even just to lend mm-hmm. my work to, you know, contribute to it. It's just been an incredible, incredible, incredible team. So I will also be in Ohio. <laughs> like I said, this is a Cleveland based podcast. Um, so they're having an event to you know celebrate the launch of the podcast so i will be in ohio april 29th Mm -hmm. and i will be giving a talk just on my career as a producer and how i got to this position to be working with this incredible podcast so i'll have more information for y'all once the details are in so like where the location will be how we can link up which would be cool because i'll be there i'll get to meet those of you who are our listeners of the friend zone Mm -hmm. and who live out in cleveland so just want to put that out there. Definitely listen. Yes. Thank That's you. I'm going to post. Incredible work. I know. Work. I'm so, like, I don't Frank even have PR. the language. And uh, I'm going to post a trailer for those of you who don't have the NPR app. I'm going to post it on my Instagram tomorrow when it launches with a little blurb. You know how we do. And definitely show us love. Listen to the show. Yes. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And yes. yeah. Living for me. Excited for this living for we mm-hmm. it's a new podcast it's a npr's idea stream that's the company we worked with so <sighs> wonderful it's out it's out i'm so Thank happy you. for you this is so much work i know y'all know yes. how anxious i've been working on this because it's such great research and i just want to make sure that i did it justice so mm-hmm. 
that's it. That's my announcement. With that being said, Cartier, Rolex, Gucci, Prada, Jordan, Adidas, Bottega, Veneta. At eBay, it's real. Or it's getting the fake out. eBay's team of luxury authenticators are making sure you never get faked over again. Watches inspected by watch aficionados, sneakers checked by legit sneakerheads, handbags examined by handbag connoisseurs, and jewelry in the scopes of expert gemologists. These authenticators are leaders in their field with meticulous eyes making sure your piece arrives as authentic as your style and worthy of your collection. As experts, they know the true difference between a real and a fake, and real carries that rare, distinguished feel, the weight of pure platinum, exquisite scent of Togo leather, the tight stitching on a pair of dunks, and the brilliance of real diamonds. So rest assured, your Rolex moves just like a Rolex should, and that colorway on your Jordan Royals will always be on point. The details inspected and the fakes rejected. So ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. This week's episode is produced by Dustin Ross. What are we getting into this week, Dustin? First of all, thank you for allowing me the opportunity to produce the show. Okay. Produce it so good. Say blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, but no, you right, know, now, listen, do, 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 do. here's the thing. <laughs> I know my lane and I stay in it. Okay. I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel here. I know my wheelhouse. That's news. That's topical information. And that's delivering the facts. When and they, they need love to be it. Delivered. Thank you so much. So damn it. It's another day of hot topics here at the friend zone. Okay. So how to make a sizzle. I've always wanted to do that. Maybe that's going to be my new thing. Okay. <laughs> I got to figure out how to do a real mask and like, you know, that's like you burn yourself. Ah! <laughs> anyway. Be like, all right. Okay. Um, me and my brother were, are so dumb. He was, first of all, shout out to my brother and thank you, Damon, for joining our live stream yes. for Patreon. Hey, Patreon. Oh, that you, was Patreon. so fun. Yes. Damon. Yes. Damon Ross, who joined us. Shout out to Damon. He is crazy. I love him to death. But we were singing that song on the phone the other day where they go, Ooh, oh, oh. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Ooh, oh, oh. Ooh, oh, oh. How high were y'all exactly? That high. And on that note, <laughs> let's get started with these hot topics for the, for the week. Coming to you now, this topic comes particularly from the Neighborhood That's Talk. Amazing. Shout out to our friends over at the Neighborhood Talk. Uh, who shared a post where they said that Janet Jackson's nephew, TJ Jackson, now you're going to have to follow this trail because that's a long road, right? From the ones <laughs> okay. that matter to who said it. So Janet Jackson's nephew, TJ Jackson, has been very vocal on Twitter about her steamy performances. In a tweet, TJ, what? who is the son of Janet's brother, Tito, stated, quote, I wish people would respect the black women we put in our music videos. And if you are really serious about making a difference, stop supporting the negative image many female black celebs today portray. WAP was not a good look. When a Twitter user then tagged him in a video of Janet's, right, we're going to unpack it all. (laughs) 
When a Twitter what? user tagged him in a video of Janet's steamy performance during a live show with a fan, because we all know that Janet is notorious for bringing fans onto the stage, mm -hmm. giving lap dances. She had one motherfucker on look, what looked like the Wheel of Fortune or, or the goddamn like, spinning wheel. <laughs> I remember. Oh, okay, spread all out. I was like, what kind of freaky shit is Janet into? But there were always rumors. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, he someone tagged him in one of those performances of Janet being freaky on stage. He opened, he fixed his mouth to say, I never liked when she did this in concerts either. I don't like when females are overly sexualized in art. It degrades and objectifies, and mind you, he spelled objectifies, O-B-J-E-C-T-I-F-Y apostrophe S. Apostrophe Ooh. S. It objectifies women in a way that's not healthy. Is there a healthy way to objectify women? Anyway, in a way that's not healthy. I prefer the that's the way love goes, Janet. Oh, there's more. Commentator commenters also questioned whether he held his uncle Michael to the same standard. TJ replied, uh, his videos never objectify women. That's my issue. I can't understand why you would be okay with that. I'm teaching my daughters to be queens, not hoes. So let's get, oh, let's get started. God. First of all, who in the hell is TJ Jackson? <laughs> I was going to ask, is he the one from that group? Remember that group? Three, no. Uh, I would say 3LT. 3L, they might as well be, because it was three of them. <laughs> three, I, three little Tito's? Right. <laughs> like, the only Tito's we Tito? acknowledge is the vodka, and we've been off that for a while, too. <laughs> Do y'all remember when his mm -hmm. nephews had a group? Mm-hmm. God, no, it's gonna yeah, but I gotta look it up. I'm, I'm, tr I'm T3 I keep wanting to say B5, shit. but not B5. T3? Oh, that's what it was. C3. Or was T3? Yeah, it was T3. Mm. That's what it was. See, I was close. It's, was yes. he one of those? We don't know. It's, he's very miscellaneous. <laughs> very nondescript. Calculators are gonna come up. How am I gonna find I, the you C3 know, music <laughs> group? The, the hair dryer came go. up. See what I mean? <laughs> Asante, please. Oh, 3T. T3. Mm. T3T. Oh, okay, well, Ain't that a kid size? No. No, this is not 3T the right is an American R&B pop music trio featuring the three sons of Tito Jackson. That's it then. Oh, and it Dolores. is. Yep. So it's <clears throat> Tariano. Okay, so it's Tariano, mm -hmm. uh, Terrell, and, and Tito Joe Jackson. That's, that's him. TJ. Tito, so T Tito yes. TJ. That's JT. him. Or TJ, yeah. TJ. So he's the youngest. Yes. JT, don't cuss us out because we didn't mean no disrespect, JT. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't, JT. We love you, JT. We love all you. the threes and the T's, the J's. So okay. apparently so he, he he moved his way to the front and then began to say what he just said in those tweets. How do you guys feel about this? See, me personally, I don't care. Um, how who cares? <laughs> He's one of those people who, you know the type. Lives out in California. The sun is always shining. They're sitting there with the sun beaming through the window on them, thinking, you know, looking back over the years and thinking, and then getting riled up. And these are the same people who are uh, at political rallies and, you know, all those people who get so full of their own opinion and emotion that they just feel the need to just spew it out. How dare you fix your mouth? The only reason that we even give a damn about what you have to say, partially, it's because of your aunt Janet Jackson and because of right. your uncle Michael Jackson. You and and then what kind of family? This is why you got to cut your family off sometimes. What kind of family member are you? As much shit as Janet Jackson has been through in the press and in the media over the past right. how many years since you've been blackballed? Okay, and you bringing up some negative information surrounding her in general to me is just inappropriate. 
Like, you should have bigger fish to fry. What are your thoughts, Fran and Asante? <laughs> I mean, him going after his... Not that he started it that way. Obviously, he responded to someone that was, you know, uh, trying to reel him in. But mm-hmm. it worked. And mm-hmm. then he went against his own family. That's kind of crazy to me. But I... I understand what he's saying, and then I also don't. Mm -hmm. I understand in the sense that as someone who wanted to be in the industry and has was young and executives would tell me, grown men talking to a young girl saying, I had to be more naked, I had to show my body more, Uh, people have to want to fuck you, you know, Mm -hmm. you're talking like that to 19-year-olds, 18-year-olds, 20-year-olds. That's the problem. It does exist in the music mm-hmm. industry, and we can't say that it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like, there's this pressure to be naked, to be wearing leotards, da, da, da. but there are also grown women <laughs> who this is how they feel, and they do it by choice, and they're expressing their range um, as human beings who are sexual, and they can make sexual music and visuals the same way that he's mentioned, um, what do you say? He prefers that's, that's the way, the way love, love goes. Because Janet. Mm-hmm. Janet can be all those things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And she has the right as a creative to express all of those things. So that's why I'm like, I kind of see what he's saying. But then he's also picking at the wrong side of the industry. Because there are some people that want to express every part of them and have the right to do so. So mm-hmm. that's my idea on it. Okay, Asante, what but are your thoughts? they are predators. Have They're you seen executive predators? Did you did you look at three T back in the day or now? <laughs> Both. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is them back in the day. Yeah, I right? remember. Them. Which one is he? The top, the bottom. I don't know. <laughs> I, so oh. let me show you Ooh. more recent. Oh, okay. So I they guess have a song the one, I like though. I'm not even. I guess he's lie. that one, the the most funny looking one. I assume that's the youngest one. Him out of them because they just have a they just look very odd anyway um and they sound like savage garden in one of the songs i clicked on it was very odd look Uh, at their picture on spotify (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's the that's a now picture or that's a a more recent picture so the same I, I, i think that's the one talking shit in the gray but yeah Anyway, I just don't know why he is sharing this opinion. Maybe he was asked. Either way, I don't agree with this opinion. Um, You can raise your daughters however you want to raise them. But at the end of the day, you don't know what they're going to grow to become. You don't know uh, what choices they're going to decide to make, how they're going to choose to express themselves or what art they're going to decide to put out into the world. So good luck with that. You can... I, I, I can understand you not wanting to see certain things in art, but that's personal. That's your opinion. Fact is, you know, stuff is happening and there could be changes or should be changed in a lot of different ways. But how are you really going to affect that change by talking about what you're talking, how you talk? I think mm-hmm. that's why I really always sit with you like this. So I look at him and I think to myself, you know, you've been in this music industry. Maybe you should become an A&R, get you some girl groups under your belt, put them out the way that you think they should be put out or, you know, but just don't criticize, you know, Janet and what other people are doing. Maybe say, you know, this is what I would look towards, uh, look for more in an artist, or this is what I would prefer in an artist. You know, I see a lot of this. You know, it may not be my lane, but this is the lane that I'm looking for or where I want to go. Like, don't shit on other people. I mean, there's plenty of people to shit on, too. And I think you just shit on the wrong ones. I think it's where I also sit. So I'm trying to like remove that because if you're going to be constructive, be like for real. 
especially as a, an artist or a person that has been in the music industry with, you know, family, I guess it's a little bit more complicated for him, but I just find it very, very odd. Well, very, very, I, and he looks I, odd. I so. was just going to say. Run, run your household how you see fit. I don't think everyone needs to know your opinion all the time on everything. Like yeah. it's okay to just do what you want sometimes and not share. I agree. Yeah. Cause I don't give a damn Thought- how he raising his daughters. Well, I do right. as long as some girls are right. safe, you know what I'm saying? And they right, like to hit right. it straight. Right. I don't give a damn about his personal choices. But that, to me, it sounded a little, a little, a, a lot like that Christian evangelical bullshit. You know, them haughty, righteous, overmuch people who just really feel so firmly convicted in their faith that they want to tell you about it and how to wear your clothes right. and shit. You know, it sounded like some of that bullshit. And I will literally knock their pamphlet stand over. So don't play with me. <laughs> no, you oh. They had a whole TV show, The Jacksons Next Generation, on Lifetime. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Really? Chris Jenner was on there? Thank God it went all the way. <laughs> this is crazy. And honestly, the the people that, that um, speak so strongly like that, that mm-hmm. are so, like, emotionally charged, they're usually very repressed or suppressed. Or they put that on their kids and it ends up working against them. Like Asante said, it'll bite them in the ass later. Because if you don't let your kid explore, figure Mm -hmm. out what works, what doesn't, through curiosity, you know, like that's what growing up is. It's trying things on and then being like, oh, that's not for me. Like, but a parent telling you what you can and can't do, you can and can't be, it's always, always going to bite you in the ass. Mm-hmm. When you choose to hide something or tell someone specifically they that they can't have that they or can't. do or see something, <laughs> once they get that glimpse, they full steam ahead. So you like you've literally pushed them in the wrong direction. You've literally worked against yourself. So why I, that's you why think they like, were allowed in college? <laughs> right. So you like you think you're making this grand statement like to sway all the girls to not be hoes. Some of them girls, just from hearing you say, they're going to be like, what's a hoe? And then they're going to see what that is. Like, well, she look like she having fun. So, like, <laughs> they, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you talking about hoes and girls? Like, no. Like, just, that's why I was like, if, unless you want to show us what you're talking about, because right now you're just talking and I don't know why you're talking. <laughs> like, that's why I'm just like, if, if I knew he had a resume of helping people do this, or if I knew maybe he was working with the praise dancers, that's why he wants everybody to be clothed or something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just, I don't know why you're talking TJ, but talk <laughs> as you will, just talk over there. Tito Jackson <laughs> was never one of the hottest topics of conversation amongst the Jackson chatter anyway. But in other news that is Jackson related, this this what his ass need to be worried about right here. This is coming actually from Hollywood Unlocked. It says Latoya Jackson's ex, Jeffrey Phillips. Now he spelled, this is the first red flag. He spells his name J-E-F-F-I-E. That's how he spells his name. So that was the first <laughs> red flag for me. Latoya Jackson's ex-husband, Jeffrey Phillips, is looking to take her mother, Catherine Jackson, who is 92 years old to court over long-standing claims that he allegedly stole $1 million worth of memorabilia from the family. According to Radar oh Online, God. right, Phillips, Jeffrey Phillips, that is, and that's J-E-F-F-R-E. Phillips requested that the judge stops all future hearings until he has officially deposed the 92-year-old, Catherine Jackson, and had her sit for a deposition to find out why she's under the impression that he had stolen personal belongings from the Jacksons. The Michael Jackson estate has accused Phillips of stealing and wearing the late Michael Jackson's pajamas that he wore on his deathbed while also Mm. allegedly getting away with Michael Jackson's mobile devices, clothes, home videos and pills, 
all, of course, without the consent of wow. the estate or the family. Disgusting. Phillips is said to have visited uh, Michael's home with Latoya shortly after he had been rushed to the hospital on June 25th, 2009, where he would later be pronounced dead from a propofol overdose. So that day that he passed away is when they're saying that he stole all these items from the home. That is just Mm -hmm. oof. Yeah. Um, And he says that Catherine Jackson initially told him to take the items from her son's home since some of MJ's belongings would have gotten cleared out if someone didn't come to collect them. So he's saying that Catherine told him it was okay to take the stuff. He's not even saying that he doesn't have the shit. Uh, what are your thoughts on the things that TJ Jackson should have been paying attention to? Now, again, for me, <laughs> all right, the while he all in everybody else's business, this what they this isn't this usually how it goes? People who are most vocal about other people's business literally should have been sweeping around their own front door, okay? Because look at how his grandmama. <laughs> motherfucking grandmama living, you know what I'm saying? Dealing with this shit from a crazy bastard who used to be your uncle, okay? Who's na- who spells Jeffrey, J-E-F-F-R-E. When have you ever heard some shit like that? <laughs> and let that somebody, I He's guarantee he changed it, it. He probably changed it to make it that way. It's Jeffrey. To make it yeah. edgy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Meanwhile, they, ro- they done robbed his dead uncle on, his, on the day of his death, you know what I'm saying? Stole his shit. And then he's putting his grandmama on the line saying, well, she told me to do it. 92. Catherine Jackson, Michael and Janet's mama. What are your thoughts? I don't even know where to start with this. This is devastating. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What do you even Um, say? That's so sad. I I just hope this person, this Jeffrey person, I I don't know, because it's just so hard. Like, I just hope he's not as heinous of an individual as I think him to be in this moment because hmm. I don't I, I don't because I think it would be heinous if you're lying and you blaming Catherine after you're stealing these things. Like maybe because she is older, she had said something and forgot. I don't know. All of this is alleged anyway, but I just think that Latoya Latoya girl, like you just gotta cut him loose anyway. <laughs> like either which way it go. I, sucks for her hope, too to have to be in the yeah like like that's what I'm thinking about Latoya and all this like we talking about her bringing this person into the household and whether they did something wrong or not now they stuck in something that's public um, which he probably did do it I, I don't know him or any of these people so I have no like real yeah but that fuck that we're like, gonna talk our <laughs> shit though right like here's my <laughs> because thing because it just it's fucked up <clears throat> thinking about someone taking the clothes from a dead man or his the home and then of, it too. being and, and then he the said, your mama told me to take it. That's what why I was like, that's why I said heinous. I start off with heinous because it's like, if you are lying and you put this off on this woman and she said that you could do this, and like maybe, maybe I could accept she was in a frenzy and said it, and I don't know. Like, it's just <laughs> what you really, mean really, she really in a frenzy? Because well, it's the fact that you're laughing so hard afterwards that I can't answer your question. God knows our heart. God knows our heart. <laughs> now I really can't answer your question. Because Frame really meant that. <laughs> oh Nini God. was in a frenzy in that gift that keeps going around. <laughs> in a frenzy. <laughs> Catherine Jackson do be, she do, she probably do be in a frenzy sometimes. But like, you know, I don't think that was this case. First of all, 
Latoya Jackson, her name has always been attached to scandal, to negative news, to think, to being sued and lawsuits with their family and all that stuff. I did not have a positive reception of Latoya Jackson as a consumer <laughs> and as a fan of the Jackson family until she did the Celebrity Apprentice, Apprentice. that season when Nene was on there and stuff. That was when I was able to see Black a lot Asper. more of her personality and was able to appreciate a lot of things about her. I remember when she was um, talking about an argument she had with Nene on that show, and she's like, she's nothing but mouth and height. She said, hi, not <laughs> yeah, she height, said, hi. mouth you did. and hi. And she I remember did. I fell out. There were so many quirks and <laughs> different things about her personality. I love the close friendship she had with Kathy Hilton and all this stuff. You know, it was just how random they were. They were in Hollywood growing up at the same time. Kathy Hilton and Michael Jackson had both said that they would name their first child Paris. And look what they did. They had bonds as Aww, children. Yeah, so the Jacksons and the Hilton kids. The Jacksons and the um, whatever Kathy and them last name was before, because she's a Hilton by marriage. Mm-hmm. But all them kids grew up um, together. But anyway. That's interesting. Hey, yeah. So, but so I never really had a positive attachment to Latoya <laughs> Jackson until the Celebrity Apprentice. So this feels very much for me like a throwback to those old headlines of her doing things and attached mm. to scandalous shit. This is not the first time I've heard of this man Jeffrey, who spells his name J E F F I E. I just find that <laughs> suspicious, Jeffrey. But spelled like that, like I don't trust you, you know. And so. Um, we should yeah. name this episode She's All Mouth and Hythe. Yeah, Hythe. Yeah, All Mouth <laughs> and Hythe. That's what she said. <laughs> and I died. So, yeah, this just, you know, it's a throwback to that. And Catherine Jackson in a frenzy, like Asante said, she needs help. She don't need oh to be over God. there being, uh, having to do a deposition. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and no. being in a frenzy. That's not fair. Catherine Jackson has been through a lot. I don't want you, I don't want you, I don't want you, I don't want you, I don't want you. <laughs> like Angela Bassett, that's the thing she did right there, that performance of Katherine Jackson in the Jacksons in American Dream, the miniseries. People forget Angela Bassett has done a lot of work. But anyway, so TJ, mm-hmm. back to you, TJ Jackson. You need to be minding your fucking business. And it looks like your business is your grandmother's business. Because now she's got to do a fucking deposition at 92 years old while you talking shit about why. That's terrible. Yeah. That's terrible. WAP is WAP mean for you, TJ Jackson, WAP means watch aging persons. That's what you need to be doing right now. You need to be guarding your grandmother. Did he just hear WAP? I know, right? Did he just hear it? (laughs) That's why I was like, WAP? I thought he was going to bring up something recent, like the... the, uh, Sam Smith performance with Kim Petras oh, or something. That's you got know? everybody in an uproar. Did you see that lady telling him he was a demon and uh, a mm-hmm. devil worshiper and shit? <laughs> I was like, where's your drink? That's when he needed to put a Busta Rhymes and, and douse her ass with that drink like Busta Rhymes did. <laughs> anyway, so this is it. TJ, check on your grandmama. Now, our next story. Oh my God. This is actually coming from the Shade Room, okay? Everybody's favorite Instagram account. Oh, God. So the Shade Room said, um, folks react to the news that Zendaya, right? Just one second. Mm -hmm. I just had lost my damn thing. Folks react on social media to the rumor, which is basically true, allegedly, that Zendaya has renegotiated her contract over at Euphoria on HBO and will now be earning $1 million per episode for the upcoming season. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right. Well deserved. Right. 
Um, Matthew Baloney wow. of Puck News alleged that Euphoria star Zendaya renegotiated her contract with HBO and she is ranking in $1 million per episode on her new season. Uh, he said that her new contract likely puts her very close to that club. So that could be over $1 million or, or a little bit less mm. than $1 million, but it's right around $1 million per episode. Now, we also know that Zendaya has won the, um, the Emmy for Best Actress uh, leading actress in a drama series for this role twice, which is history making. She's the second black woman to have ever won the award. Um, and she's done it twice. So she definitely deserves this. We have all seen, to me, Euphoria has been the moment that really proves Zendaya as an actor to, a, a, to an audience of all ages, right? She was a child star before. She's done a lot of serious work, but Euphoria is what really moved her into a different lens for a lot of people, and especially after she didn't win all these awards. So when it was announced, <clears throat> people, of course, on Twitter had a lot to say. Um, one user, uh, Gaga Slut, said a million dollars per episode for one person. <laughs> Gaga sucks. Gaga Slut. 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 Oh, I you Gaga mm-hmm. sucks. <laughs> like Gaga Sluts. Because I'm saying names. If you're going to type tweet this shit, you're going to be attached Ooh. to it. So Gaga okay. Slut yeah, said a million dollars per episode for one person. Glad she's getting paid. But like that is so much with three question marks. Um, Big Sister General H. Dent for Mayor, H-D-E-N-T for the number four mayor, who said, y'all ain't never worked for shit or don't value your worth because Zendaya getting a million dollars per episode on a show like Euphoria for eight to ten episodes ought to be the standard. I agree. Uh, yeah, okay. It's yay. It's a yo signs. Um, it's sayo signs said that per that should be given to Sydney Sweeney, the person that made last season enjoyable, which I don't know which fucking show he was watching because Rue is a show. <laughs> um, 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 let me see who else. Uh, where let me see another negative one. Here we go. Lorraine eight seven one four seven five nine two said, "I find it obscene that Not entertainers." Lorraine. Lorraine, sorry, it's a whole name, Lorraine. I find it. I ain't been right with the name Lorraine since um, that shit happened with Dr. Martin That's Luther me. King. But anyway, um, <laughs> okay, the word Lorraine ain't never really set with me. Anyway, Lorraine eight seven one four seven five nine two says, "I find it obscene that entertainers and athletes get paid so damn much when a good portion of the country can't afford rent and food. It doesn't make sense." Zendaya has a oh, new Euphoria Lord. contract with HBO. She's getting one million per episode. Um, so yeah, you guys, people obviously had negative things to say. How do you feel about Zendaya making that much money? First of all, do you watch Euphoria? Which I already know the answer. And, um, yes. you know, what do you think about <laughs> the haters doing what they're doing? Like 3LW said, players are going to play and haters, they're going and to hate. Haters, they're going to hate. And potatoes going to take, okay? I think that Zendaya deserves. I am, I mean, honestly, it should be a standard. As you said, the resume is shown. As we were saying earlier, she never stops with the fashions. She's making it exciting again. Zendaya is just one of those well-rounded actresses that we really need to celebrate and uplift. She is a thread in Euphoria when we weren't even paying attention to Sydney Sweeney, really, in those earlier seasons. So let's not forget who has been doing the thing season after season after season. And, um, yeah, she's going to continue to slay. And I hope to see her more like I hope her to just continue to do a bunch of different roles and us to keep talking about her. And people are going to be mad. So whatever role she chooses, I'm sure people are going to be mad at any damn way. So more for Zendaya, more money, more roles, more everything. Agreed. I think if the show can afford it, because <laughs> a lot of the things people right. will say like, oh, 
it's too much money. But how much is the show making off of her being on it? And she deserves a proper cut. And if you're looking at per episode, it might sound crazy. But if you're looking at the star of her, she's A-list. Wouldn't you consider her A-list? Absolutely. Like she brings traffic to whatever she uh, participates in. That's what, $8 million? I mean, it's, to me, that's not even the craziest we've heard for her to be on right. eight episodes. Um, we've heard people make way more than that for one movie. You know, this eight episodes is a, a lot of months of her time that she probably has a, an inability to work on other projects freely or more openly. So it's like it's her time. It's her talent. It's the her uh her pull mm-hmm. for audiences is a lot that goes into it. And I think people don't consider and HBO, if they can give it to them, that means they have it and they're making it from that show. She deserves her cut. Right. So yes, yes. Her money. let's take a moment to talk about the talent too. Like the character that she plays is a, a very controversial character. So she has to deal with a lot of that in social media. It's a lot of character work that she has to do to really dig into that. Like, there is a yes. lot that goes into that. So she deserves that. Like, you don't just show up on set and be like, oh, well, let me just act doofy because I'm someone having to read. Like, she literally, like, you can tell that Zendaya is digging the way that they go off on that show. Like, mm-hmm. between her and her sister and the mom, like, the way that they just be going in, that is some real shit that they got going. Like, not real, because uh, I pray not real. Like, they are just getting into it. Like, it is very real, and she deserves it. That's why it's like, for me, it's a no-brainer. This yeah, is, she does a lot of heavy lifting on that show with that role. That was so. my point. The physicality involved in her performance mm-hmm. on that show is next level. Um, playing a drug addicted person uh, at the stage of an addiction that her character Rue is at. In high school. Yeah, in high school and all that shit. Like, come on. And that is also such a departure from what we know the normal Zendaya, to, the real life Zendaya to be. We, we can tell... Mm-hmm like in scale and actually measure the degree of acting that that is. And great point, friend, it's only $8 million. I know Angela Bassett is making a half a million dollars, right around a half a million dollars an episode over on 911. Um, mm-hmm. Mary J. Blige is making a lot of money over on uh, Power Book 2 Ghost. Um, there are actors who are getting paid handsomely as they should when you compare the salaries for black performers to white performers of shows that are just the same and just as popular. She should be making mm-hmm. a fucking million dollars a year. And what's it to you? You know what I'm saying? I was just in LA this weekend on the side of my hotel, right? In Beverly Hills. The entire side of my hotel was covered with an ad for Zendaya. Zendaya uh, it was a, ben- a yeah. Bulgari ad. Zendaya selling diamonds. You know what I'm saying? Posted up. She the same dark. person who's playing a literal drug addict on Zoo, on Euphoria, and we're believing both images. We're believing both right. images. So that's right. talent. She deserves to give her her money and stop. Let's not start being a fucking hater all the time. Like, what is that about? And she's on. She's on Spider Man. Like she's playing yep. big the ticket new Mary movies. Jane. Yeah, mm-hmm. like big feature she, films. She part of Marvel. Yep. It's, yeah, part. So like, she's already commanding a mm-hmm. higher price mm-hmm. because yep. of that. Like, and and just and. Rightfully so. She's been in the industry since she was a child. Like, she built up to that. This isn't no nepotism. You know, this isn't just, oh, it's because she's cute. Like, you, she's shown you her range. She's shown you her, her how much she's had to fight in certain capacities. So, yeah, give her all the money. 
Absolutely, I agree. <laughs> Furthermore, uh, taking a dive deeper into Haterville, um, according to the Shade Room, <laughs> social media has been debating viral dances being done in public after a woman goes viral for doing stiff hip stance at brunch. Now, we've all seen, we all know that right now, everybody with the release of Lil Uzi's hit song, Just Wanna Rock, everybody's doing their hips dance where you you raise and lower your hips from side to side. Y'all know what it is. Yeah. It's a dance they've been doing forever. Shout out to all the grown men on TikTok moving their hips. Mm-hmm. It's been, they've been doing that shit. Yeah, friend. They've been doing that forever in certain regions. It's getting insanely popular now. Well, Social media user on Twitter at Jessica of Brooklyn, J-E-S-S-I-C-A-O-F-B-K-L-Y-N, said doing TikTok dances in public is so crazy. I don't know what she meant by that. You know what I'm saying? And, and other people like Rashad Shabazz said she killed it. Let her rock. People are stuck on the going out and standing around phase. Um, Fuego Mayo said, first, this ain't a TikTok dance. The world, <laughs> right. The world just found out what's been going on in Philly, Jersey, and Baltimore for the last 20 plus years. Second, mind your damn business and let niggas have fun. Um, uh, Razorblade, R-E-I-Z-R-B-L-A-D-E said, <laughs> this, <man>. is, <laughs> this is what I mean when I say I'm glad you I grew up in back. my generation because oh. <laughs> this generation don't have cute dances at all. So I just don't understand, like, okay. what's the kerfuffle about? Like, everybody dances at brunch. The most fun brunches are the ones where you can go and dance on the table. Hi, um, what was the name of that restaurant in uh, Houston where they that went viral for the man cussing everybody oh, out? Oh, yes. Um, something cocktails. Yeah, something cocktails, cocktails kitchen, yeah. some shit. Well, anyway. <laughs> and it was uh, spelled with a K, right? Right. Like cocktails. <laughs> oh, well, we ain't yes. heard nothing else about it, so the food must not have been that damn good. But um, he renamed the restaurant probably. Yeah, people just really want to like yeah, yuck so. everybody's yum now. And I don't understand what that's about. Like if you're at a, a place where people are dancing and they're playing a song that's associated with these dances, what the hell is wrong with somebody doing the dance? I'm confused. How you feel, Miss Sophia? Confused. <laughs> what do you guys think? I think it's fun. People are having fun. I can't front. It can be annoying as fuck. I'm mm -hmm. not going to lie. Like sometimes you'll just be sitting there and somebody will just bust out in these TikTok dances and you're just trying to eat your fucking pancakes. <laughs> mm -hmm, and pee, you know, so it's like I can understand how it is wildly annoying for people to just bust out in these stiff TikTok dances anywhere. Like you'll be on the train, you'll be on the sidewalk, you'll be in Sephora, you'll mm -hmm. be Target. And it's just a lot. Sometimes it just feels like um, content creation is taking over the world in ways that can be like, whoa, relax. Like we're just buying tampons at Target, you know, <laughs> but it's also people having fun yeah. at the end of the day. Like they're dancing. It's like, what's the harm? It can be annoying. Two things can be true. Yes, you can be completely annoyed and people can also just be having fun and in a world where so much shit is happening and we're constantly inundated with just the worst <laughs> news possible, I'm happy that someone is finding time to dance <laughs> wherever the hell it is that they are. Wherever, regardless of how annoyed I can be, I think it's I'm glad they're doing that. And she's obviously you know? at a day party brunch situation where other people are and look dancing. look at her. She's having fun. Like, <laughs> <that up>. even, <laughs> Looking like Royce. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's the guy behind Where it that made it funny because he was like, "What in the?" Hell? It's other people dancing, so she's not being a butthole somewhere. You know what I mean? And it, I just, I just think people are really going too far with this. But what do you think, Asante? Um, I feel two types of ways. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first way is, well, let me just do them both at the same time. So it's interesting watching this evolution of uh of media like you know i always talk about like how youtube was like this big thing like i think about how like fun and funny it was watching the apple store girl like you know the wine herbs in the apple store and i used to work in the apple store and i remember watching people come in and make (laughs) youtube videos now me as a person of color i ain't give a shit because for me it was like okay we got people in the store you know like it it keeps the store full like of course people are looking to buy shit but for the most part people just want to touch on the computers anyway so if they're using it it's like okay if my people get acquainted with the technology like i was like all for it so i'm loving this this thing of of people of color uh particular interacting with social media in these various ways like between the dances, uh, even the breakdowns. Like, well, I'm actually I don't know about the Angela Bassett did the thing breakdown. Was it a black person that uh, did the breakdown? I'm assuming more than likely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. you're just watching uh, how we break down information online. It's really really dope. And so, if we want to use certain sectors of it to have fun, because you know certain sectors of social media we used to talk shit, then why not? Like, I feel like we should be happy for each other. I was gonna hesitate because I was like, you know, part of me I see how it could be annoying. You know, you're out. And people uh, get, they got their cell phones out. But as long as they're not bringing out their fucking iPads, I don't really give a shit. Or recording you you without consent. Right. That can be annoying too. Well, even if you're not recording me and you bring out an iPad, like I'm going to still look at like, why do you have an iPad (laughs) out? Like, you're really recording with the iPad right now. Like that just always looks like. Looking like you're showing around. Like maybe they don't want to. When people record shit, <laughs> yeah, and it's like, maybe you don't want to a ring girl. Which, which can we talk I can't. Can, right in between the music and TV segment? Like as we segue, can we talk about the fight? Like going into that? because I just have I have so many questions. But like right now for this particular <laughs> segment, I just think that I have this battle of yeah, everybody should be able to have fun because I will. I don't scroll through TikTok for a lot of time. But when I do scroll through TikTok and people are outside, I'm not thinking to myself like, oh, they're outside. I wonder what everybody around them thought. Like, I always think to myself, like, I'm glad I'm not there. But if I was there, I wouldn't make a face or anything anyway. Because to me, it's like the internet version of fucking Showtime. Like, oh, of course, these niggas are about to dance on the train and now they're <laughs> recording and I just got to, you know, bite the bullet. So it's like if people are out recording and I want to be recorded, as long as they're not recording me, or I'm kind of in the shot, but not really in the shot. Like I'm just, uh, I just got, I'm not gonna get up and tell these motherfuckers like, I gotta record over there unless I'm all the way in the shot. Then I'm gonna just get my ass up and go. Like I'm not gonna be that person. So I feel like everyone should just be left to their own little devices and do what they mm-hmm. want to do. And the people are making content as long as it's not disruptive and it's not an iPad, it should be fun. It should be fine. It shouldn't be hated on. I agree. Mm-hmm. And to me, the difference is this particular situation that went viral. This girl was at a party where people were dancing. Some random person right. was recording her. The it wasn't even like place a place to do it. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> even like she had somebody standing there recording her. She was enjoying herself at a party and other party goers recorded her. You know what I'm saying? Right. Randomly. Right. So she was just enjoying herself in a place where that's exactly what you're supposed to do. And people need to get some. You know, I think that's yeah. really what the problem is. Like loosen up. And maybe then you too will drop your hips and want to rock ah, ah, at a party too. 
Um, it really does that to TikTok. When you see content like that, you should think about how like good content like that is, right? Like she's out there being carefree, it's a black woman enjoying herself. Like we should look at content like that and smile. Like we shouldn't be like, oh, like the conversation shouldn't have even turned to that. But the fact that it did, like let's just choose the better road if we feel like Hayden of being happy for our fellow people of color. Right. Speaking of people of color, um, our next uh, piece is an excerpt from Vice President Kamala Harris at a recent Black History Month uh, event at the White House. (laughs) So let's see what Vice President Harris had to say. Black history is American history. Living history, breathing history, history that we create every day. And history that we then must teach and celebrate a history that helps us to understand how the past has influenced the present and potentially our future. And let us all be clear, we will not as a nation build a better future for America by trying to erase America's past. All right. Now, those are words from our vice president, Kamala Harris. OK, now, look, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> you know, there's questions about whether or not Vice President Harris can cook. I know y'all been asking, you know, no. questions about whether or not she can dance. I know it's questions about, you know, oh, you know, whether or not the yams got marshmallows on them or not at her Thanksgiving. I know these oh. questions exist, right? But I'm with her when she's right, okay? And Mamala, as they call her, was dropping gems during that speech. Mamala. She was dropping gems during that speech at that event. I like the fact that her messaging was so on point when it comes to this scuttlebutt about critical race theory and and all these things and these people in Florida, DeSantis ass, all of them trying to erase black history from high school curriculums and school age curriculums. She said what the fuck needed to be said. So I know there are questions that remain as to whether or not they got retro Jordans or team Jordans on in the household <laughs> that she live in. But what I'm saying to you is I'm with her when she's yeah, right. Chuck. What are your what are your thoughts about <laughs> Vice President Harris's comments? <laughs> you know, beautiful gals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna keep it real. What irks me is just like there's just so so much stuff gets said, mm-hmm. and that's that. And then the photo shoots, and the I think you know, like it, it irks me so bad when things happen, mm-hmm. like and and they just put out these statements about how they feel about it, and that this isn't the American way, and the future, and the past, and and it is so performative and tired, and so it's like. The same shit we keep hearing year after year from all politicians. And then you're like, you're supposed to be the one (laughs) in position to do something about Mm -hmm. this shit. And it just seems to me like it's just more talk than action a lot of times. And so that's why I'm someone that doesn't have much to say. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just like, okay. You know, that's great. But what systems are you putting in place for what's happening with 
the books that are being banned, with the curriculums that are being banned? Like, what about that part? Like, all this, these, you know, I have a dream speeches. Like, that's great. Thank you. I'm sure somebody needs that. But where are the systems in place? That's what I want to hear, personally. Solution-based content. Thank you. <laughs> Asante. <laughs> I agree with Fran. All that. That's it. I mean, That's it. Just, okay, well, look, look, I got it then. Shit. You know, a lot of, I understand. There has been a lot of trying to find Kamala Harris's uh, white and red striped shirt in the Where's Waldo picture that has gone on for the last, <laughs> you know, three years, right? Since they've been in office, we have had questions that need fucking answers about action and or inaction on behalf of mm -hmm. the vice president's office. Um, we know that. Old Joe needs her help and her voice. Stop. And she has been showing up and been present. And if you do, dude, if you are able to conduct a, a, a Google search in things that have taken place during this administration's occupancy of the White House, you might be pleasantly surprised at some things that you did not know that haven't been brought to the forefront, right? But overall, we wanted more from uh, Kamala Blackula Harris, you know what I'm saying? We wanted more from her <laughs> as the first uh, black woman to hold such an office, the first woman president, uh, vice president. You know, there's a lot of firsts here and she is black history, whether we like it or not. But I would have liked her to show up differently in other ways. I am happy that she finally got as close to addressing something directly as we've seen, right? right? I'm glad right, that, that, that this was a straight up, you know, uh, you know, it was a shot fired at these people who are banning books um, and banning black history and African-American studies from curriculums. Um, this was directly to them. And I appreciate that message. But I do wonder, you know, when is she going to just really be straightforward and direct um, and also some of the actions that they're taking towards issues and um, that things part. that are, are more relevant to our personal day-to-day -day lives and issues that we mm -hmm. really need to be, you know, see action being taken on. Um, I, I do. I am left with something to be desired when it comes to that. But far as what she said in here, I was with her when she was right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like what I'm she with said you on was that. Right. She, she spoke directly, which politicians tend to not do. So that is yeah. appreciated. But it's like so much money is being sent to the Ukraine and a lot. Like, yeah. I feel like that's all we're talking about. There's so much shit going on here. Inflation. Like this, this topic in particular, the kids' education. Like, come on. We can walk through these schools and see the issues that can be handled with that money we're sending. Like, it's just a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. I agree. I don't know. That's why I'm, I'm disenchanted as a person yeah. by politics and politicians, to be honest. Well, speaking of being disenchanted as a person, let's go on to our second to last topic. We got two more. And this one is actually going out to you, Asante. Uh, young Guru, okay, who uh, is an audio engineer, he has recently expressed his fears with AI, artificial intelligence, after another engineer oh successfully recorded a song using AI to mimic Kendrick Lamar's voice. Uh, he says, oh, no. quote, I have followed many I have followed as many versions of what AI could do for some years now. I remember being at MIT and students showing me a project where they were actively feeding a computer all, quote unquote, the jazz records that ever existed. So that AI could analyze and create music in any style of any musician. I didn't think we would get here this fast with the voice. And now uh, 
He says, of course, my mind goes to the ethical and legal aspects of what can be done with programs like Tacotron 2. Uh, he can find. You add that to the power of chat GPT and you realize we are in a very groundbreaking oh, but dangerous moment. It's not the tech. It's the evil that men do with the tech. And he said that mm -hmm. as of right now, and this is what I found most important, there is no way for an artist to copyright their voice. You can copyright a song wow. or a speech, but not the voice itself. You can literally create a song or an album in the voice of your favorite musician. And this is just music. The ability to create a Manchurian candidate scares me. Think about that in every industry. There are still states that don't even have a law against revenge porn. So, hey, young guru spitting facts here. That's scary. Um, I have been vocal from day one. No, not day one, but from the first time we talked about AI on this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we did the episode. On deep fakes, friend. On deep fakes. Yeah. I always that told y'all. so important. This mm -hmm. shit needs to be regulated by the government because it's not right. Video footage, um, recorded audio and stuff. That's how we, we we use those things to support the solving of crimes and um, and locating, you know, criminals and finding murderers and shit like that. Um, to me, it should be illegal to manipulate those things in that way. And now we, I'm going to let you guys hear a little audio from the Kendrick Lamar thing. This sounds just like him. Listen. Kendrick Lamar, voice filler. Better than GC. Better than... <laughs> Wish I could go back to the beginning. Are they gonna go and fake a Kendrick? They could never catch wow. up all my lessons. Sounds just like Kendrick That's Lamar, more, right? Wow. Mortifying. They need to update the laws. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously the our society is evolving with tech and as things are happening and uh <laughs> these apps are <laughs> evolving as well and the technology is getting smarter and smarter and scarier. They need to update the laws. I agree. And I'm really interested to hear what your Catch thoughts are, Asante. Uh, as a resident tech expert, I would like to know, <laughs> you know, what you feel. What are your thoughts? I mean, it, it was only a matter of time before we got here. <clears throat> it, it's just like, I'm actually like, damn. Like, okay, so the chat with GPT thing. Do you know what that is? You know I don't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so <laughs> okay, let me let me look up the actual definition of it. But I've been seeing these programs, and somebody actually just used it for something. But um, train to follow an instruction and a prompt, and provide a detailed response. So basically, it's like this chat bot. You can ask it questions. Um, certain people, I, I saw this like using a YouTube for uh. This is like woman was showing people like how to make money doing certain things using chat GPT. So basically you can ask this bot to like get information for you, write reports for you, do all these things. So that's why this bot, I guess, is able to construct whatever the speech is for the algorithm to sound like Kendrick. So it's crazy to watch the evolution of this as well. But um, as far as like the deep fakes and stuff like that, th like that's why I was like, it's only a matter of time because this technology can be created by literally anybody at this point, you can literally make a program in your bedroom. Like mm -hmm. strangers can do whatever. Like that's why I'm just like I like we got to do something by, about this shit. I mean, yeah, we got to do something about it, but like, but like, what can be done? Because even if it gets regulated or when it does get regulated, like these people might just scoop this this nigga up and be like, all right, well, you know, now you work for the government, and we gonna figure out how we can do this to get ahead of our enemies or some shit. And it's like, well, now. Uh, people working in the lab got little bootleg versions of the program and they just hacking banks or whatever. Like, like, yes, there does need to be some sort of regulation, but I'm also wondering what 
how that evolved, like what that comes out of too. Because like people are gonna use this for like like it's like this is hey Siri, but what if Siri now talks back or since you text or calls you and pretends to be somebody else? Like it's just crazy. <laughs> I don't know what can be done about it or what should be done about it. I just hope for something in the media or something in humans to spark to where I don't have to feel or we don't have to feel as um, cautious as we do when things like this arise, because like, what if this could be used for something? I mean, good. I I don't know what the good implication of it could be as of yet, but like, what if it could be reimagined into something good? Like I would love to see what that would look like and hope for more people to want to build in a good direction versus being like, Oh, you can use chat GPT to do what? And be like, Oh, well now I'm about to, you know, do this. Like, I just don't want people to go in that direction, even though I know people will. So I just wonder what that thing in humanity could be to spark that art. As technology grows, how do we become more responsible? How do we actually use this for the betterment of ourselves and our future? And uh, just making sure things go right versus using things to go wrong. First of all, it needs to be completely illegal for anyone who is not a government employee in whatever capacity that they decide to have access to that sort of software. Full stop. They should be like, if they find that shit on your computer, just like kitty porn or some shit like that, it should be a full stop. Right. Like you are literally going, throwing under the jail. You know what I'm saying? Life sins in the hole if they catch you with that shit. It needs to be that serious. Um, and they need to figure out where the, its place is in the government and in government systems and, and, and processes. Where does this belong? I think that figuring out how to make that happen is hell. If they can figure out how to stop you from sharing your Netflix password and figure out software and shit, shit to block that and, you know, right. programs to make that happen, they can figure out a way to gatekeep this sort of software and technology um, from out of the hands of people who shouldn't have it. And they need to do that. At least stop it there. There will be high skilled criminals who will figure out how to access this technology and manipulate it for high level crimes or whatever the fuck. But you won't be able to have your cousin take your face off the footage from the store that whatever the fuck, you know what I'm saying? You won't be able to do that. And it will, Mm -hmm. you know, it'll be stopped at that level. Um, And that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think he's a hundred percent right. Something fucking has to be done about this and maybe, and also it's scary out here. Very scary. And this is what will create jobs for people who are trained in, you know, computer science and and cybersecurity, whatever the fuck, like it creates more jobs because they then have to figure out how to do this, how to regulate this or whatever, and create these processes that the government will use to, regulate the access to this sort of software. So figure it the fuck out, but somebody got to figure it out because that's got to stop. I knew it was a problem when they had put Steve Harvey face on Megan Thee Stallion from that Tiny Desk performance. Oh my God. I knew it. Yeah. And making them expressions (laughs) and everything. I was like, this is crazy watching Steve Harvey doing, bouncing like Megan when he was rapping to that music with that hair. That was crazy. I'm like, this shit got to be stopped. No, yeah. The same way when we sign contracts as creators where we don't grant permission for our likeness, Mm -hmm. our image, our voice to be, you know, used without our consent. um, Or obviously it'll be a breach of contract. They need to create the same laws for people in general, not just creators, obviously, but just people where your image, your likeness, your voice cannot be recreated without your consent. 
um, and people need to be able to sue. People need, you know, have the law on their side for that because that is just craziness. I feel like we need to start there. I agree. <laughs> the chat, GPT, and all those things, I don't necessarily know what the language would be, you know, like, what are you exactly creating a law against, right. you know, cause it's, cause it's like, I don't know. I don't, I, we would have to, you know, I actually know who I'm going to have come in to do an episode on this, mm-hmm. um, that she's an incredible, uh, agent of change in the field of tech that will be able to walk us through, what laws should look like, you know, what they should be like and how we can protect ourselves. Cause I think this is something that is really serious and people laugh about it, retweet it. And they're like, Oh shit, that's crazy. But it's like only getting more and more refined Mm -hmm. as the technology as time passes. And like right now it might be funny, but not when it's you Mm -hmm. or when it's causing wars. Mm -hmm. Imagine they have the president, you know, putting out fake videos and audio of him Mm -hmm. Uh, waging war against another country like it's just it could be really problematic absolutely I wish there I think the programs that are created like maybe there has to be some sort of like authentication or inauthentication like how you know when you take pictures now there's like metadata or whatever like if you edit programs and certain videos like you can see like the data on the file like I wish like if people edited videos <sighs> to make these deep fakes like maybe there was like something that the program had to like embed or mm-hmm. like you know how we use pro- programs before you had to like put the code in or else you have like the stamps all over it or like you know like something like that because like you're saying this is serious and i'm saying like i don't know how this would be regulated but if i could think of one way to regulate it to like all right well if i'm bringing this to court like you know if you're watching the footage you can see it has the like you know before it used to be able to be like all right it's kind of grainy right there where the neck meets or whatever like if there's just some sort of tell like you know if someone's using a deep, a deep deep fake or editing the audio on something like something has to like there has to be like some sort of tell like that that we implement versus before where it's like all right well you can kind of see that just because the technology is not good enough to like make it to like where a it watermark is too clean. of some yeah sort. yeah yeah like that data like there has to be a way to do that or like create that like and make that part of the standard I'm with Fran. I, that's a great point to us, son. And I'm with Fran. The action itself should be illegal, flat out. You should not be able Just to. Start there. You, know, you should be illegal yeah. to put to change the likeness of someone in video or picture form. It should just be illegal. And after that, regulate the software. And after that, gun control. And after that, reparations. Hope. Now, <laughs> finally, our last topic that we're going to cover today. Oh, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. Before you move on to, I just want to mention the. I was who I was speaking about was her name is Whoopi Sophia Colbert. Noble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Sophia Noble, who's a professor at UCLA, and she's also the co-founder and co-director of the UCLA Center for Critical Internet Inquiry. Mm. So this is literally mm. what she does for a living. And we had communicated last time when we did the episode on deep fakes. She was just very thankful that we were bringing that type of inquiry, you know, critical internet inquiry into this show. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to just kind of take that chip in and be like, Hey, <laughs> can I have you come on and bless us with your knowledge? Because that would mm-hmm. be the perfect person, I think, to talk to us about what the future should look like with the internet. I would love to have her on. I'd like um, that. I definitely would. I feel like those types of conversations on our show, in addition to the comedy and the more um, 
original elements that we provide uh, are what separates our show from the rest um, and from the fray. And I think it also shows the level of podcasting that we're executing after almost eight years in the game, as opposed to someone like Noriega, who just um, shuffles his lip and conducts interviews. And I'll use the term conduct very loosely. So I look forward to another way to distance ourselves from that mess and cesspool of podcasting (laughs) and stay over here in the sophisticated, um, finesse and nuanced (laughs) realm of podcasting. Get up there. Get up. 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 Let's go. The last one. Our last topic. Yeah. Thank you. Please do. Um, Mm -hmm. Our last topic today. Hollywood Unlocked conducted a poll. They said, H.U. poll. If two of these reality stars had a boxing match, who would you pay to watch? Now, I'm not going to say who they suggested because that's who they suggested. Much love to Hollywood Unlocked. But I'd rather pick you guys' brain and have Frank... um, I have a, you know, fresh suggestion of who you want to see throw them balls. And this is a fun conversation because you start thinking about like celebrity feuds and people who have had issues and moments. Like I would like to see Patti LaBelle and that white chef that was on the Tyra Banks show with her who (laughs) thought that she said she went through the paper. I would like to see Patty whip her ass. You know Do you what I'm know saying? for years, <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought that was Rachel Ray. And someone was like, that's not Rachel Ray. Oh, and Rachel I was Ray like, knows better. Mm-hmm. I mean, because Rachel yes, Ray knows Patty LaBelle. That lady found out who Patty LaBelle was that day. That's the difference. <laughs> um, so who else? Tyra who would you said, like? Rachel Ray talking about Patty. Who would you like to see fucking go at it? In the, in the ring, who would you like to see go at it? Now, I can give you some more suggestions, you know what I'm saying, if you need some. Can I can I ask a question while we think about this? Or, Fran, do you already have your answer? Go ahead, ask your question. I said I wanted to reserve something for between the music band and TV lane segment. Can I ask you now about Zeus? Okay. And because I keep thinking about the, the Tommy versus Natalie fight and how random all of that was. Mm-hmm. And I just have questions. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if maybe friend you could help me. Friend, Dustin, not you friend, unless maybe Oh, it was like me. <laughs> um why? <laughs> like like watching it because I ain't paid for it. It was an on-demand option available on the app, but one of my sites had it up and that's how I actually found out I could just watch it that way. So I watched it that way. Anyway, I watched it. I don't know why I watched it. And I just was interested. Is this like part of the evolution of their content? Like, are they going to do these like big fights? Are they trying to move these girls from OnlyFans to UFC instead? Maybe these questions are rhetorical and I just wanted to ask them and get them out. Because I don't know if there's any actual answer to this. (laughs) Personally, I like the fact that they had them in the ring fighting. That's bad. If you're going to watch somebody fight, at least it being in, watch, at least... It, 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 the fight would take place in some sort of official capacity. So I'm actually not mad at that pivot that they made. Um, you can bring in sponsors. These girls can get paid as opposed to just being on a show, screaming at the top of your lungs and getting in the street brawls inside the damn house. It's safer. <laughs> it's regulated. Like, I like it and I'm here for it. And and Natalie whooped Tommy ass, which I was actually really surprised about. Tommy looked up. Like she was under the influence of something. She couldn't stand up straight. She was losing. And Natalie rang her motherfucking bell. Let's not pretend like Natalie can fight because she can't. And they were good sports about it. Oh, Tommy was a good sport. Natalie has gotten her ass whooped. Right. She really acted like she didn't give a damn. Um, But Natalie has gotten (laughs) her ass whooped. That's why I was so like. She had just thrown Tommy on the floor in a street brawl backstage at um, the, at the, uh, 
whatever they were at the Chris Brown concert. They got into a fight backstage. Um, and Natalie, Tommy was that when she had on the scrubs or after the scrubs? It was, it was that, it was that scenario. So, but you know, I like it. Let's, let's legitimize the fighting as much as we can. And maybe that can bring an end to that conversation about whether or not Zeus network is highbrow, lowbrow, whatever the fuck, you know, legitimize it. Yes. We show fights, but these are now title fights. These are now, that's the part that I like. Maybe Maybe the girls will be inspired and start training mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and yes. actually use that rage mm-hmm. and that ability to fight and, and hone in on it and turn it into a career mm-hmm. and really become, you know, make this a craft and make some real money. Like instead of just fighting on the street, like like you said, like actually get behind the ring, get trained, get healthy. Like I'm with that. I'm I with think it. That's cool. And, but, and but corporate sponsorship. Corporate sponsorship, money, you know what I'm saying? Like, this can be a very lucrative um, thing for them. If if this is an evolution, you know they had a show on Zeus Network called The Conversation. If they take it serious. Right. They had a show called The Conversation where they brought brought together um, people who have had public feuds, public celebrity feuds, and let them sit down with no hosts, no producers around, just cameras and security, and have a conversation. This is an evolution of that. This is just what that song was talking about. Let them hoes fight. Uh, let them hoes fight. Uh, that's what this is. And that's that's not I gender mean, specific. Let all of them put some hoes as niggas in there too. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> let's get it on. I love this. And that's why the question we asked was, who do we want to see fight and go at it? Me personally, I would like to see the old girls. No disrespect to the dead, but like if Aretha Franklin was living, her and Patty, That's can you imagine funny. if they went That's in there? That's popped up in my head. <laughs> see, you think but about you that. You didn't say that dead or alive, so. You know, Nene and Wendy Williams. You know, they went through that shit where Nene oh called, Wendy called Nene an over there person and all that other shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let them in there and get in that fight. Phaedra and Candy. Phaedra and Candy. That would be a great boxing match of Candy. Beyonce and Farrah Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> Beyonce and Piers Morgan beat his ass. Beyonce, <laughs> okay, tear his ass up. You know his old ass is a one. She hit him one time. Oh. No, Meghan Markle and Piers oh, Morgan. Oh yes, Meghan Markle. Oh, well. He's obsessed with her. Hell yeah! Like, oh my god. Didn't he have beef with Nicki? No, Nicki Minaj and Piers Morgan. Nicki Minaj and Cardi B. That, I now don't that, say it. Nicki Minaj right and Cardi B. Let's get it over with. You know what I'm saying? That'd be crazy. Um, that would be on pay-per-view. Oh, oh. <laughs> Cardi B and Candace Owens. Beat her ass, Cardi. Beat the <laughs> fuck out of Candace Owens. Whoop her ass. Whoop her Timon looking ass. Um, <laughs> let me think. Who else would be a good one, y'all? Uh, what niggas? Um, uh, damn. Uh, 50 Cent mm. versus everybody. Yeah, 50 Cent got it coming from a few people. Just anybody coming to He got it coming from a few different people, y'all. I mean, what? I think these celebrity death match things, or celebrity boxing matches could really get fun if they're casted correctly. This could really, really get fun. You know what I'm saying? Drake wow. versus Diddy. Because then Ooh, Diddy smack him, yeah. allegedly, oh, at wow. a club. Allegedly, that did happen. Allegedly. Get your lick back. Get, get your, your lick, lick back. back. <laughs> Gotta get your lick back. I want my see Lotto and Nicki Minaj. You know what I'm oh, saying? Boy. Like, let's see it. Let's see Super it. Super freaky grandma. Let's see it. Let's see it. <laughs> grandma. <laughs> I want to see it. So I think that all of this could be really, really, really good. And let's not get started on some of the athletes that hate the fuck out of each other. You know what I'm saying? All these fights. Who who is in basketball players? They just got into a fight and old boys, um, John Moran, his father came on the uh, court and shit. 
I want to see all of that. You know what I'm saying? And wasn't um, Shannon Sharp? Shannon Sharp and John Moran's daddy. I want to see all of that shit. Like, let him, let's <laughs> go. And that's when that Shannon Sharp took that picture, like with the sweater. Uh huh. So I love that. But anyway, I just thought that'd be fun. You know, Oprah and Gail. I know they didn't had issues a time or two in their friendship. No, you know, you oh didn't. Did you see Oprah? No. no. <laughs> Come on, bitch. <laughs> I would love to see it. Iyala Ia- no. Van Zant and Nefertiria Pugh. Um, oh, Cole sister. Call me a gutter snipe. I did. And, and then they Iyala beat her ass. Iyala Wood. Wood. <laughs> Hazel Lee. You are crazy. Versus um, Genetics. Tia Marie. <laughs> Wow, you know what? <laughs> On that, and that's gonna no. be it. That's it for this week's <laughs> hot topics. Thank you guys so much. It's been a great time. Actually, that's um the perfect segue because I wanted to talk to you guys today's wellness segment, bringing the wind chimes. I want to ask y'all about aging. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Are y'all worried about no it? Are y'all? Yes. Asante was like, "What exactly is the segue? Are y'all? <laughs> do y'all look in the mirror and have those moments where you're seeing the changes? Is it freaking you out, or are mm-hmm. you just like welcoming of <laughs> the change? Two things can where be true at, at the same time, right? I'm initially freaked out, then I've I accept it for what it is, and I welcome the change. But it is fucking with me. I just got a facial when I was in LA um, last week. My esthetician had moved Come out on, there, facial. so I only go when I'm in LA. And I was able to mm-hmm. get an appointment. So I'm doing what I can do using my products and eye cream and shit, you know. Right. But yeah, it's right. tough. It's hard out here for an aging person. <laughs> Child, what about you, Asante? Is it worrying you at all? It's not worrying me. I am doing what I can to stay where I am. And um, hopefully when I move into another tax bracket, I'll consider just getting my Botox. That's where I was going with the conversation. <laughs> wow. Because it's a it's a combo, especially at our age, you know. Because on perfect when you're, match. When you're, right. When you're in your mid, too much Botox on that show. When you're in your mid-30s <laughs> and entering your 40s, already in your 40s, you know, things start moving around. And I'm noticing a lot of my friends are worried about it, feeling away, kind of anxious and starting to consider doing something about it mm-hmm. and you know looking into botox and just fillers you went to a botox party didn't you BBS. no i didn't go but my 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 best friend got some put into her frown lines on her forehead and it was crazy because first of all i didn't even really notice them until she pointed it out that's what's so funny about us right like we think that these things on our faces are a lot louder than they probably are and then you point it out and the person might see it but they probably didn't even notice until you said it and because she mentioned it and then i was like okay i see them now Uh, and then when she got the the botox it does look great it's just funny because she can't like you know move her forehead much mm-hmm, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a little expressionless mm-hmm. which is the trade-off like is that okay with you you know and then i was telling her that i i think it's fine like it made her happy she looked in the mirror she's not like conscious about it self-conscious about it it's something that she can kind of just like put behind her but it does become a new routine though like now you have to continue <laughs> to get it done at certain times of month at certain times of year it's a new bill because it's not cheap and it's it's a new form of maintenance that you've now introduced into your life. And then we were talking about like the long term effects, like what does that do? Does it thin your skin out? Like, is there going to be discoloration over time? Like we don't 
we don't fully know. And she's like, I'm just rolling with it. And so it got me curious about y'all. Like, are y'all in that space? I know XD has openly talked about it on Jaden XD. Shout out to our siblings. <laughs> He's talked about it openly, how it was bothering him enough <laughs> to do something about it. I got Botox. And he's been using Botox. He had been what, talking about what that was Botox. Your experience? Yeah, he's totally open about it. What was your experience? About Dustin? two years ago, two and a half years ago in Beverly Hills, um, I went to Landon, um, the Derm King, who he does Angela Bassett, a whole bunch of people. Um, and I got mm. I got Botox in my forehead. Mm. That's for, it. Was it for your frown lines? Yeah, for my frown lines. And plus, you know, I have a scar in my forehead from when I got in that car accident and the surgery I had. Oh, you, did you know, shows. I have my yeah. forehead is metal right here or whatever. And so there's a little discoloration and I just wanted to straighten it out as much as I could. You know what I'm saying? I got them. It was smooth for about a year, really. And then after that, mm-hmm. I noticed like a couple. I never got it again, but I noticed after that that I could see, you know, frown lines again. It was like eight. I think I got like eight um, injections or whatever, four on each side. And it was cool. Mm-hmm. It was just something I did on a whim. My partner at the time well, was getting a procedure done in the office. Um, and so I was like, fuck it. I'm finna give me some motherfucking Botox. <laughs> and, uh, I got it <laughs> on my forehead and shit. And I, it looked good, but I didn't look like. I didn't change, you know, I didn't get fillers or I didn't do anything that would change the shape of my face. I just got my skin smoothed out a little bit on my forehead. That's it. So still, Mm -hmm. still a real nigga over here. Still got my Jackson (laughs) five nostrils. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I mean, it's a, it's a reality. It's something people are looking into. I think people should do it if they really want to, because it's better to just get it done than to be staring at yourself in the mirror, fucking Mm -hmm. having a meltdown every time you see yourself and hating the process of aging. I've been open about the fact that aging has been challenging. Like, Mm -hmm. It's not, it's just not the easiest thing to look in the mirror and be, you know, I was so used to that fresh freckle face (laughs) that Mm -hmm. was carrying me for many years. And now I'm starting to see some changes, you know, like, um, especially right here, like in, in, uh, I don't even know what you would call this section. Like Like the smile lines. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like smile lines, which is silly, right? Cause it's like, it just shows how happy and smiley you've had moments that it literally changed your skin. Like that's not a bad thing, but for me, it's, it's taking note of it now, you know, and trying not to obsess. And then what I was telling my best friend was like the thing too, when you start getting work done is, and then you start wanting everything to get fixed. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, you got that fixed and then I want to do this and do that. And then you start looking for problems. At least that's how I perceive it. So for me, that's kind of why I don't want to open that Pandora's box because I know that I'm challenged by the fact that I'm aging. And so I feel like I would be more susceptible <laughs> to being like, let's just fix it all. <laughs> and I just don't want to go there. So I'm getting my teeth done. You did say that, which is mm-hmm. crazy to me because your teeth are beautiful. Oh, like, what like more could you do? There's things I don't like about them um, as far as like, you know, I've been smoking for like eight years. You know what I'm saying? It's just certain things I don't like. I've been bleaching and I have pretty good oral hygiene, but I'm getting my motherfucking teeth done and everybody can but kiss my ass. But you want them ass. to be more so, sparkly. Yeah, I just want, I want, <laughs> I want full veneers. You know what I'm saying? Like I want them done right and I'm going to do it. You know what I'm saying? And there's veneers yeah. that you can actually have removed. There's so many, the technology is so advanced now. Oh, it's um, so different. Now. I don't have to real. shave my teeth all the way down and I can opt out of them <laughs> whenever God. I want. 
Um, they're right. easier to keep clean. There's just a lot of, you know, if you if you get the right kind. I'm not talking about, I'm not going to be in nobody's living room now. But, you know, <laughs> if you get the right kind that has, and go to a, you know, a legitimate board certified doctor who can give you the mm-hmm. service and provide the ser- service at the highest level of technology available, you can be a satisfied customer. You don't have the regret of actually actually removing your teeth, you know, from your mouth. So bottom line, look out for my new teeth, baby. I'm saving for them now. <laughs> That's exciting. That's gonna look cute. Mm-hmm. I like Mandy's teeth. Mandy's I think teeth, the teeth look good. That she got are really nice. Yep. Yeah, because they just look mm-hmm. like hers. I think She's she went brighter. to Columbia, um, and I know a lot of people that have done that as well. There's so many options now. If that's what you want to mm-hmm. do, you know what I'm saying. And her shit does look good. So it does look good. Yeah. I do like it a lot. Now I don't want no big you know, ass baby shoe teeth. I don't want no stride rights in my mouth. You know what I'm saying. But nah. I'm getting a whole new smile. So, I'm, I'm, you know, so that when I'm on TV and shit like that, you know. You're too attentive to detail. Like, mm-hmm. you wouldn't even let the doctor play with you. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> with no. Walk out so looking like I'd... Joel Santana and shit. No, thank <laughs> you. No. Uh, but, yeah, I was just curious where y'all were, you know, what y'all were feeling. And if any of those things were kicking up for y'all, because I know we're at that age. And then we see ourselves on camera, mm-hmm. you know, which makes it even harder. These cameras are so damn HD that it's you see things you don't you didn't even know were happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I know there's something that comes up, especially for us as creatives that are in front of the camera. And I was curious if y'all had been, you know toiling with that or if it's something that you're just like ah oh, whatever aging aging I do love my friends that like genuinely don't care like mm-hmm. I have friends that are like I'm welcome it welcome the grays mm-hmm. I'm getting a lot of gray hair mm-hmm. I don't mind the grays mm. I think the grays are cool like I have a whole strip back like under here that I actually think looks pretty cool when I put my hair up mm-hmm. That doesn't really bother me but for me it's more so the skin that's changing mm-hmm. that's like where I'm trying but you know I do my maintenance like under eye cream <laughs> making sure I, I would no matter how tired I am it doesn't always work sometimes I'm too tired and I'm lazy but most of the times I will make sure I wash my face you know before bed um whether I'm showering or washing it at the sink I'm doing my skincare my under eye cream um sleeping on like you know silky and satiny fabric so that it doesn't absorb all the moisture you just put in all those little tricks uh face masks going to estheticians mm-hmm. whatever i can do and also to. uh being mindful too because i was telling my best friend like why do you think you're always frowning I was like, let's unpack that. (laughs) And just being more mindful of the way that you hold your face. I think that's something that's important. Like if you notice you're, you, sometimes you won't even realize you're doing it and you'll be like, God, I've been frowning. Like, let me kind of loosen up my forehead. Or when you're holding your lip too tight, you know, and you realize it and you loosen it or uh, unclenching your jaws, like just being more mindful of the ways that you are holding stress uh, or worry or whatever the case may be your anger in your face and just like loosening it up when you catch it happening mm-hmm. I think that's a big one too because because she was we were making fun of my big old forehead she was like you don't have no frown lines I'm like because I feel like I'll I feel it when I'm doing it and I stop it's just something I've always been kind of conscious of like ooh, 
Let me, you know, recalibrate what I'm doing, my face, even with my hands, my belly, whatever it is, how you hold stress. So those are little things you can do for yourself, too, to consider. And even though at this age, the lines are the lines, child, but (laughs) you could do something to not make them get deeper, at least. Some of y'all hard-faced motherfuckers got picket lines on your goddamn (laughs) Dustin (laughs) Ross. But next week... For the wellness segment, because I know I've shared, um, obviously, my skincare routine. Shout out to Exora BB mm-hmm. and Mercedes, who came on the show. Um, as well as Sean Garrett, who came on the show for my wellness yes. segment. He gave us a lot of tips. Oh, that was Sean really Garrett. awesome. Right? But I'm going to share oh, next week just a couple more of the products that I've been enjoying for my face that have ha- helped, you know, with aging and things of the sort. Things that I've been trying over the past few months and wanted to kind of wait them out to see. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like with this conversation, it's kind of in perfect alignment. So I'll mention that next week. I got week, a product for you, too. It. I'm going to show you. You do? Yep. Actually, that'll be cute yep. for us to just... <laughs> Share whatever we're doing. I got a product for you. I can't wait. I never usually have much to offer in that lane, but I got a product Mm -hmm. I'm going to share. I can't wait. That's really cute. (laughs) I'm excited. (laughs) So that's what we'll do next week. But I just wanted to kind of touch on the topic of aging and just kind of see where y'all were with that. But that's it. And those of you listening, of course, I'm asking you as well. Is this something you're tripping about? Maybe you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, wherever you are. Maybe it's something that you have gotten some procedures. Maybe you've figured out some skincare that's worked. Or maybe you're like, fuck it, I'm getting old and it is what it is. Talk to us in the comments so that we can share that next week. And that's it for the wellness segment. Asante, Mr. Music Man, what you got for us this week? Well, there is a lot happening in music. Um, We're not going to talk about everything. So I'm going to mention a bunch of things and then we're going to move on. So, uh... Actually, let's just start talking about one of the more important headlines that people keep uh, texting me about, which I think is so funny. Um, Carl Crawford the th- apologized to Megan Thee Stallion. I saw and that. I just want to say it's amazing watching Aquarius season end as we go into Pisces season. So, uh, <laughs> you know... A lot of people have had a lot to say about making the stallion and it's great to see some more people basically show their line. Okay. Uh, they haven't spoken since 2019, according to Carl Crawford, but um, it's just funny to me that he actually kept up all the mess that he kept up just because he was trying to figure out how to compete or stay relevant in the rap game and do whatever he was doing. Um, basically there's a new CEO of 1501 um, I don't know how that's going to play into everything. I am just more interested in Carl Crawford. Well, I, the only reason that I said that is because they went into a conversation about Erica Banks and how she has started OnlyFans and how he's going to try to figure out how to work that. And then he said something about her starting a cooking show. So then I got confused. That's why I'm not really focusing on him right now. I just want to focus on the fact that Carl Crawford apologized to Megan Thee Stallion and say congratulations to Megan Thee Stallion on the apology. It probably don't mean shit because he probably just did it since y'all missed the legal battle. But Girl, we still with you. Um, Moving on to more news that the people are being shady about in the internet because I don't know why y'all act the way that y'all act. But Chloe has announced her tour, the In Pieces tour. She has sprung it on us. She's going on tour from April 11th, up in dates all the way from April 11th all the way up to May 3rd. Um, I think 
that Chloe just dealt with this controversy with making a record from Chris Brown, but she's been putting out single after single after single. Maybe she's maybe this tour because it is a um, well, I didn't look at all the venues, but I believe a couple of the venues were, you know, general admission. I think that this is a good way for her to go on the road without having to open for someone and um, really see, really test the waters in every city and see where she's going and where she should go more of. So I think that Chloe's doing some interesting things. I know that there are things to be said about what she's doing, but I'm gonna let the girl cook. Like, I feel like people are so quick to just be like, oh, this tour is going to suck or why is she doing that? But I feel like there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be like, Chloe's on tour. I don't know if I'm going to be able to see her, you know, when she gets bigger. So let me buy this ticket now. There are plenty of reasons and pluses why you should go see her now as opposed to criticizing the fact that she's going on tour right now. I will leave you with that. Um, Moving on. Now we're just going to talk about visuals. Plenty of visuals have dropped. I'm just telling you this. Um, I'm going to tell you about a couple of projects as well. But I just want to tell you about music that is out because there's tons of music out. And you people, I mean, there's just a lot of music out. You um, people. First video that I watched. Who the fuck you call <laughs> yeah, you people? You people. <laughs> All you people. Um, since we're not Black History Month anymore as of March 1st. Um, oh, damn. Ain't that crazy? Ain't that crazy? March. Um, That's why I had to get Drake and dropped there. <laughs> Drake and 21 dropped their video for Spin About You. Uh oh, another it's crazy great... too. You're not gonna say nothing about mm-hmm. it. I look I have a lot to get through. So that's did why you I'm watch just it? getting through it. Yeah, I did. It was amazing. First of and all, plus I just talked about the subject matter of the studies. video. I don't want to give I'm... like okay. these women are in this. They're, Drake and 21 Savage are on a yacht and they pull this girl to shore to like go to the boat to save her life. She gets on the boat, what? ends up putting some magic potion on it and knocks them out. They wake up, it's a whole boat full of women that are like shooting them, you know, um, blowing up the boat, sitting on fire, robbing all their shit. What? She takes the diamond necklace. You know that badass diamond necklace Drake had that looks like a... a mm-hmm. A rosary kind of, but with one sense, all the, you know, all the broken engagements or whatever, or what the each stone represents. Anyway, yeah. she put that necklace on. And then, like, they had Drake and 21 Savage tied up. <laughs> she put that necklace on. She was sexy. <laughs> and she's a beautiful, beautiful, sexy, beautiful woman. Like, yeah. And, and all her girls. Gorgeous. It's just, it's just, it's, it's incredible, but it's really like gory and dark and like, you know, y'all just gotta watch it. <laughs> I mean, I'm intrigued. You gotta watch it. And I want to think. I want to know what you think. Look, I'm glad Dustin was here to suck. Cause I'm just here to give you the videos. I felt I was like, people are gonna be like, why you mention Drake? You just got finished talking about making a study. Listen, Drake dropped. Okay, like, like I'm talking about people. That- Wait, we not supposed to talk about Drake because we talk about Megan and Stallion. What's that about? Well, because you know about the when the project came out and they were saying the the bar about the Stallion and they just feel like. Drake and blah, 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 blah. I'm sorry. I don't even want to put you through it. Anyway. Okay. Okay. So Drake in 21, uh, Babyface and Ari Lennox uh, dropped the video for Liquor. Mm-hmm. First of all, Babyface. Shout out to Babyface for just the the amazing music he's been making with these R&B girls. Just mm-hmm. it's phenomenal. And then looks great. He just looks great. And I, obviously Ari Lennox looks great. And shout out to Ari. She's on tour. Having a great time. Looking great. I love them both. And our Linux, just go listen to Liquor because she sounds so fucking great on that record. Like she always does. And she's on a Euro- she's got a European tour coming up. Much love to Ari Linux and shout out to her and her beautiful self, voice, and talent. 
Babyface is the man, though. He might have a baby face, but that's a grown ass man. Have you? Did you see uh, <laughs> the tweet about him producing that Fallout Boy song that was going around, and people were tripping that mm-hmm. Babyface had produced it? I want to say it was "Thanks for the Memories," but hold on, I'm about to tell you, Babyface. Oh wow! I mean, not that I should be surprised. It was "Thanks for the Memories," yeah. Babyface produced "Thanks for the Memories" by Fallout Boy. Wow. Not surprised, mm. but surprised. The man, okay? <laughs> Go ahead, awesome. John. I love those intersections. Um, uh, Tink also dropped her project. It's called Thanks for Nothing. Everybody, please go. Yes, clap it up for Tink because Tink has consistently said, you know what? I want to make music, so I'm going to make fucking music. And I like artists that do that. I like artists that don't let shit stop them. And not only do they right. make music, they make quality music. Like, you know, we always talk about Dawn and I'm not just talking about Dawn because she's a dark-skinned woman, but the point of we just going to continue to make this fucking music and push these records and persevere. Um, so Tink drops Thanks for Nothing, where she perseveres. Um, there's 14 songs on it, 38 minutes plus. There's only two features on it, I believe. There's only a feature from Ty Dolla Sign and Young Blue. Um, Tink continues to make the music that Tink makes, but she continues to challenge herself in every project, which I, I can appreciate. Like, I can see that there's a style that she likes to do a little bit over and over, but there's elevation in there's elevation every time. And I, I think that that's super dope. Like, I was, she just dropped her last project and I was talking about how her vocals, she was doing some really cool shit with them. But then on this project, there's some really cool shit she does, too. And I just think that Tink is dope. Y'all got to listen to Thanks for Nothing. Um, she dropped a couple of visuals. I believe she, oh, so Toxic was the first visual she dropped in this project. She dropped Save Your Soul either yesterday or the day before, maybe by the time you listen to this. So fresh visual, Tink looks fresh, uh, looks great. The record is great. Um, I'm actually going to play a different record later. There wasn't a visual for it. That's why I didn't mention it. Um, <coughs> and then I'm going to mention two other things and then we're going to move the songs to play. Uh, last thing. Oh, well, now we're in the bad boy portion of this. Well, not bad boy, actually. Janelle Monet, she dropped a record called Float. Go check it out. Um, oh, I did hear it. It's nice. Happy to Janelle hear Monet, Yeah, it, it's good to hear Janelle Monet back, but not only is she back, she's back and she's popping shit, but she's doing it in a fun way because um, she don't walk into a room, she floats, which I think is super dope. Um, hmm. Speaking of super dope, last artist I'm going to mention I saw this artist's name and I, w- I should have pulled up more information at the time, but I was making my notes on a whim. And so I just had to keep moving. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to name the artist in the project. Um, I should go to the project and give you all one of my standout tracks because I couldn't stop listening to it. But in case I don't get there, the artist I'm going to mention is Jazzy. That's J-O-Z-Z-Y. Jazzy has been all up and down my Twitter feed. Maybe that's because I follow Diddy. Um, but Jazzy <laughs> is an artist. Uh, she's written earlier. for artists. She's written for artists. Um, she's Grammy Award winning multi-platinum songwriter, originally from Memphis, but she's L.A. based. Um, she's friends with Mandy. It's funny because I talked about Tink and I, now I'm talking about Jazzy. I met them both in Atlanta while hanging with Mandy's motherfucking ass. Mandy really? knows Jazzy from like back in the Mandy knows the randomest people and the <laughs> randomest people know Mandy because I'm talking to Jazzy about Lord knows what. And then she starts grabbing after Mandy and then I'm like, of course y'all are friends. Of course they motherfucking friends. Of course they were friends. <laughs> but that was super funny and super fun. But uh, now Jazzy has released the project, uh, Songs for Women, Free Games for Nick, Free Game for Niggas. There's some really hot R&B on this project, and I'm 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 really fucking with, or I'm loving this. Um, you know, there's always been this conversation amongst people, not really me, 
about R&B being dead or whatever. And I remember Diddy tweeting R&B isn't dead and people thinking like it was promo or whatever for something. I don't know if it was promo for this because it happened so long ago, but he was right just because R&B is not dead. As we've discussed many of people on this fucking show on a regular basis, as we talk about Coco Jones out here now. And now he's throwing in Jazzy, who's written for tons of artists, again, Grammy Award winning. But um, you guys got to go listen to the project, Songs for Women, Free Games for Nick, Free Game for Niggas, because there's some really cool stuff on this project. Um, from the songs, uh, we're getting back to interludes. And um, Stevie J is on the outro, singing the autotune. That's not my fault. But it happens. It might be AI. Wow. It very well sounds like it could have been. Might as well should have been. I don't and know. And I ain't but, talking about Allen Iverson. <laughs> but when you put the project in its entirety, when you listen to it, if you sit with it for a moment, and I know how some of y'all are going to just skip through maybe, but some of y'all might get enthralled and get caught up in the vision. Um, it, it, as an entire, <clears throat> an entire project, I fuck with it enthralled i've always liked that word or appreciated it for whatever reason um that's it for artists to mention i've mentioned a lot of artists just because a lot happened i wish i could have mentioned more because a lot of stuff came out um a lot of people happened but we're not gonna get the song to play because i was about to go down a whole nother road but now we know but we're not doing that so now we're gonna get the song <laughs> to play i don't know what y'all been listening to fran i'm sure the people want to know what you've been listening to as well as you dustin but we're starting mm. with the lady first because you know i was gonna put you on the spot I'm just trying to talk and give you some moment to get through your song because I did that. Yeah, so I'm he, him. <laughs> okay. My brother going to say, All what right. are your pronouns? He, bitch. That's what my brother told me. <laughs> yeah, brother. <laughs> um, Shakira and Carol G put out a new record. Okay, I like both of them, though. <laughs> Shit, so and they're throwing shots like a motherfucker on it. The Spotify draw put that on it. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy because I, I don't you even know. That? I was like, Latin Grammys just came on my timeline because it was just all these I was like what what is happening is just all these people talking about it so I remember that both of them are dealing with really public shitty breakups where they apparently got left for other women and this is the song where they're talking about it very openly (laughs) they it's crazy the video they look beautiful because they're beautiful women but the song yeah I was like wow this this felt very throwback you know when people used to put it on wax (laughs) so I I actually think the song if you remove you know whatever you know about the drama how you feel about it I know some people were like oh this is tacky of them you know, like they're too famous to be talking like this. But if, yeah, you just fuck all that. It, if you just listen to it, regardless, just for the song, I think it was it's really good well anyway. done. Mm-hmm. The verses are really well written. They throw in shots in a really cool way. So uh, TQG by Carol G and Shakira. And this is how it goes. La que te dijo que un vacío se llena con otra persona te miente Es como tapar una herida con maquillaje, no se ve pero se siente Te fuiste diciendo que me superaste y te conseguiste nueva novia Lo que ella no sabe es que tú todavía me estás viendo toda la historia
dress. And then you see the video song today, they look great. But the opening line is, whoever told you that going to someone else after leaving someone makes you feel better, lie to you. She's like, that's like covering a wound with makeup where they might not see it, but they feeling it. And they just went in. And Shakira was like, you might have left me, but I got tighter, finer, richer, doper. Like, she's just going in. It's just, you know... Carol G looks like one of the Khloe Kardashians in, one of the, in this uh, shot. You think? With these, with these red dreads. Khloe's been looking good <laughs> lately, too. Like, her body but, and shit, she's been looking good. Well, yeah, she like she's been going hard in the gym. Mm-hmm. But um, I just think if you're someone that's going through this, this song gonna help you. Because okay. it is... You know, it's it's just it's that. Um, then for me listening to that, you know how Spotify does that thing where it takes you into other songs. If you like, like this, this, you right. go love this. If you like it, and they were right because they put me on <laughs> to <laughs> someone named. Please, please, please say it again, friend. <laughs> they put me on to someone named Paloma Mami, who okay. I've never heard of. Okay. And they have a record called For Ya. And it's kind of cool because they go in and out of English and Spanish, which is kind of dope, dope the way they did it. It's not corny. But the record is just like really nice. Like when she came in, I was like, this is just a pretty record. Her mm-hmm. voice is nice and I love the harmony. So Paloma Mami, and it's called For Ya. Me iluminaste con tu luz No sé si hablas claro Pero confiaré So I'll play down for you Beat around bushes like drums for you All these red lights I'm on for you Can't control love when it comes for you Comes for you, down for you All these red lights I'm on for you Body and mind is all mine for you Lo doy todo por ti, doy todo por ti Sabiendo que tú no lo harías por mí I would give you anything Lo doy todo por ti, papi, solo eres tú Lo doy todo por ti, no lo harías por mí I would give you anything Lo doy todo por ti, papi, solo eres tú Siempre he sido transparente Yes, fire is Hell fun. yeah Fire. She got me. I looked up at the TV like, oh, and who? I was like, hold on, let me let me put a green heart next to this song so that I remember it. But it's a really dope song. Asante, you pulled up the video and you said it was fire. Yeah, super dope. Right? Super dope. Just a really cool looking artist. Love her whole vibe. So that's uh, Paloma Mami for you and Carol G and Shakira T. QG. So mm-hmm. those are my two. We giving some <laughs> some Latin Grammy love today. I you know, I, I got a little, you know, I got a little Latin on mine too. That's funny. That's oh, <laughs> it must be in the you know, air. <laughs> you know, it's, it's always a little something. What okay. about you, Dustin Ross? What you been over there listening to, jamming to? This song is called Voulez-vous by Abba. Your eyes are blown in 
motherfucking jam, okay? Don't it's play the with range it. for okay. me. Don't motherfucking <laughs> play with it. That's the jam, right? All right, the next song. We're going to go to the Apple Museum. Okay, <laughs> the next song we're going to play is by Dice, is by uh, Biscuit, and it's called Daishiki. And the last song I'm gonna play this week is called um, Make Love by Cash Dial featuring Brian Harris. Yeah. Listen, listen. Oh, yeah. I know I said we was going out tonight. Going out tonight. Yeah. But when you walked in the room, walked in the room, yeah. my mind changed. Yeah. Mind changed. Mind changed. You see how I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. I say we stay in. Just make love to the sun come up. I want you to spell your name with your tongue on my chest. Yeah. Kiss me all on my neck. Choke me, put me in check. Roll your hands down my thighs. Look at me in my eyes. Better grab a life vest before you die. Cause I'm lay down on the bed and let me ride it from the front. Right now I'm taking charge. You can look, but don't touch. I feel it in my stomach, babe. You giving me a rush. I'm telling you I love you. Daddy, I'm about to you talking like you got the best. Let me see it. My eyes roll back. You like tomorrow while you eating. I three times you kept going like a demon. Damn, you about to have me acting up for no reason. Look, hood shit for you. Shout out to Cash Down, Big KD. (laughs) Make sure you check out her mixtape back on Dexter. I could play more, but you know, a show can only be so long. (laughs) All right, well, I am struggling to figure out where to begin and where to end. But I'm just going to go ahead and play in the spirit of Latin Grammys. Um, Kelly Uchi has dropped a, pro- uh, a song called Moonlight Come and on, um, anything she drop I'm listening to so this is how Moonlight goes I just wanna get high on my lover They don't know when you miran el espejo Kiss, kiss, look in all the eye Think I may go out tonight I just wanna ride, get high in the moonlight I just wanna get That's pretty. Um, <clears throat> I like that. Outside of that, I am really struggling to pick three songs. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to play Tink. This song is called Ain't Gotta Leave. I 
I've been down, I've been locked up Since we linked, I swear it's been a little minute I was tripping, but with you, I think I get it Uh-uh This ain't gotta leave. I can I please play two more songs? <laughs> I just it's like I'm struggling. For the, okay, so I'm gonna play two more songs. Um, this th- I, I'm fighting, and uh, y'all gonna hear the two songs. Y'all might be like, okay, well, really, this is what you was fighting between. Okay, it don't matter. RuPaul always performs music in the middle of Come Drag on, Race RuPaul. at some point in time. <laughs> this song is called Cake, Cake and Candy, and it was the shit when she was a former. So this is Cake and Candy. Just enjoy rupaul living her best life tv show making music you know what i'm saying the cons like just out here doing the damn thing so i have to give respect where it's earned and i mean mother is sickening uh last song i want to play <laughs> is Lil uzi vert had a song that he did not drop called watch this so this song has gone viral on tiktok because of arizona tears doing this nightcore sped up version of it and it's the shit because you never gave a song Lil Uzi Vert so now we will live with the nightcore version and I love it so here we go this song is called Watch This let me guess it cost you like a hundred thousand no little bitch it cost seven bills I'm doing what you do in your dreams I fucked your bitch pussy Vaseline these bitches always want to capture me hating ass nigga turn me to me fuck all your bitches like 10 of me on the real it was just me and me we don't know how tall your girlfriend is when we saw her, she was on her knees. I cannot get tired of money, but this money it will turn people around and they greedy. Yeah. I know he's sick of my money, cause every time he calls, he wish that he calls her and shit. I'm like, Frank Rocky, watch this. These niggas broke boys, watch this, watch this. These niggas broke boys, watch this, watch this. I can make the whole crowd watch this, watch this. I can make it bitch one stop, watch this. I can make it bitch one stop, pop. I ain't even drunk, no sauce, no pop. I stay with a whole lot of them. I'm just saying, I'm like, Frank Rocky, watch this. These niggas broke boys, watch this, watch this. These niggas broke boys, watch this, watch this. I can make the whole crowd Just, I think that it is dope that you are sitting back minding your black ass business and one of your songs that you just refused to give us, or I think the song leaked and maybe that's why you just said, you know, fuck y'all, fuck it. But we just want more, well, I want more Uzi. Uh, keep coming with the the heat. Give us more, give us something official. Um, 
I've never gone to a Uzi Vert concert, but I think that I should do that this year because I'm getting to an age to where there are certain shows that I will not be able to attend anymore. There are certain things that I will not be doing. So maybe <laughs> that'll be on my bucket list this year or next year or whenever the nigga goes on tour for the last time. If he goes on tour, it won't be for the last time. The nigga's still young. But uh, yeah, enjoying that. That's it for the Music Man segment. Thank you all for playing. And now we're going to move on over to TV land. Dustin Ross, Ross <clears throat> what have you been watching? So first of all, I want to give a huge shout out to um, Megan Good and to my friend Jerry Johnson, um, two of the stars on Harlem on Prime Video. Uh, their second season just premiered. They're in the swing of things right now with the promo. They've been doing all sorts of press outlets. They look so incredible on the Sherry Show. The whole main cast was there to promote the series. And these are two young ladies that I know personally have spent a lot of time with and love. So shout out to Megan Good. Um, I just saw her at the NAACP Awards nominee dinner and shout out to Jerry Johnson, my girl. I saw her there too as well. Want to send them some love and send some viewership over to Harlem on Prime Video. Um, also shout out to our girl, Bevy Smith. Oh, Bevy Smith. Show. Yeah. Bevy yes. Smith recurs on there as well. So it's just Harlem all around. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I saw. It's a Bevy Smith unboxing. You ever seen she unboxes the things <laughs> on her Instagram? I love y'all know I, I love Bevy Smith. Don't know. She on yes. that list of people you can't talk about. I love Bevy Smith. Yes. Um, but anyway, shout out to Harlem Prime. Harlem on Amazon Prime or on Prime Video. Why do we always call it Amazon Prime? Black. <laughs> I always call it Black. Too. Um, <laughs> I also want to give a shout out to Mary J. Blige. She has a new talk show series coming to BET to call. What? Yeah. It's called The Wind Down with Mary J. Blige. And she sits down Cute. with her friends and I know um, you're people happy. she yes. loves and respects. And they drink her sun goddess wine and have great conversation. Some of the Ooh, guests smart. that I saw on there were um, Taraji Henson, Taraji P. Henson, excuse me, 50 Cent, um, Young Miami. Um, there's lots of people that are going to be on this show. Um, it's going to be good. Dope. Oh, how I wish. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Shout out to my friend, Tim Wallace, who is her hairstylist. Um, had her looking beautiful per usual. Uh, she's wearing mm. really long blonde tresses. Misses. Ever. And and also further to Tim's credit, to be able to take on a client who is iconic for their hair, their blonde hair especially, and create the a pressure. whole new era. You know what I mean? Right. Of, of iconic looks for them that are original. Um, that just is the real talent. And that's why he's always winning awards for his shit. So shout out to Tim Wallace. Um, but yes, let's take all the eyes and put them over on BET for the wind down with Mary J. Blige. Um, uh, what else is going on that we need to talk about? Housewives of Potomac is in its reunion finale this week coming up. We've already aired parts one and watched parts one and two, um, of the reunion so far, as far as, um, landing insults and um, speaking directly on issues. Candace is at the top of the leaderboard amongst the housewives of Potomac for season seven. Uh, Karen Huger has been very, what most people would define as unbothered. She ain't said shit. And when she did open up her mouth and say something, it was either a quick quipped insult towards Robin Dixon, who she seems to have the most contentious relationship with out of everyone on the cast, or else it was a, um, nice, nasty hug slap of a comment to someone like Dr. Wendy or, and or Giselle Bryant, who is having the worst performance of everyone on the cast. Well, her and Mia <laughs> both. Mia Thornton is doing oh it. My She's God. down bad in this reunion, too. Candace flat out told her to shut up, 
and she was interrupting <laughs> Candace as she was rightfully checking Giselle Bryant on a matter. If you're familiar with the cast, if you're familiar with the season seven stories, then you this will all make sense to you. If not, I urge you and welcome you to watch the episodes. They are all on Peacock. Um, and you can also buy the season on YouTube if you don't have Peacock. And you can catch up on all the episodes so that all of this talk will make sense for you. I'm looking forward to the SWV and Escape show that's coming up on Bravo. Mm, if you have mm. not watched the trailer oh, for that. Mm -hmm. What? It's called, it's called SWV and Escape, Queens of R&B. And it is telling the story of those two um, powerhouse girl groups coming together for a live show, an arena show, mm, actually. Um, cool. And also the breakdown of the relationship amongst the Escape members. You remember... Um, recently at the Soul Train Awards, there was a big uh, kerfuffle surrounding Latasha Scott of Escape having a different look than all the other right. ladies. And oh, right, remember, they right. were all being super shady on stage, accepting the award mm -hmm. and all that other stuff. And Latasha mm -hmm. was being Latasha. Um, and we know that she has a <laughs> record deal with Motown Gospel. She just recently released a new single. Um, wow. as well. Yep. So as a solo gospel artist, um, and cool. she has distanced herself from the group. Um, I noticed that the ladies have upcoming shows this spring in March and April in Detroit and St. Louis and uh, Washington, D.C. and somewhere else. I want to say Miami Escape's got some shows coming up, but it's just going to be um, Tamika Scott, Tiny and Candy um, performing as a group. And if you've seen any of the video footage Damn, from their recent. They couldn't work it out. I agree. Um, but I will say to their credit, if you've seen any of the footage from their recent performances where it was those three, Candy, Tiny and um, Tamika Scott. It was good. I'm just gonna, I'll just put it like that. It's I mean, good. It's they'll good. be fine regardless. Yeah. So, of course, we want all four of the ladies. We want Xscape. That's who we want to see. But this mm -hmm. did not leave me longing for or feeling like I was missing out on anything from the performance. So, And I'm sure they can only get better. Um, but I'm looking forward to that series on Bravo. Um, we also know that Candy Burris uh, was doing an, an Amazon Live, I think it was yesterday, the day before where she said that today, which would be yesterday by the time y'all hear this, uh, the Real Housewives of Atlanta were doing their cast photo shoots and videos for their tagline. So we know we can look forward to new um, opening materials for the Housewives of Atlanta. They were in need, they were in need for a refresh um, of sorts and new, new photos for the cast photo. So we can look forward to that. And that means that we are one step closer to the trailer and upcoming 15th season premiere for the Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I heard it's a lot of shit been going on. I heard Candy was cussing everybody the fuck out and it's good. So I can't <laughs> wait. Um, I'm looking forward to that. And other than that, Zeus is going Zeus and they're still Zeusing. So Baddies West is still Baddies Westing. Um, I saw that Cardi B has it's noted that Cardi B followed Stunner Girl, who is my favorite on the show this season. Oh, no. um, so, you know, it just makes sense. Um, <laughs> And I yeah. heard don't call Can me I just white say, girl talking about Stunna being her favorite. Too. Oh, really? So see, so see. <laughs> I mean, listen, Stunna, mm -hmm. listen, Stunna, she made some a lot of valid points, especially with the type of show that it is, the type of bitch that she is. You know, she's true to all that. She wasn't wrong. And, you know, the point that she was carrying, it makes her great TV. But one point that I also find interesting that I'm appreciating, I'm appreciating the the mix of the girls from the original Bad Girls brand on here like i hated oh, watching for right yeah so cat um low london mm -hmm. um am i forgetting somebody well, specifically cat in low <laughs> london oh uh, well obviously natalie sorry <laughs> but uh 
I think about, I, sorry, Natalie, because I think of her as Natalie O'Neill Nunn. I'm like, okay, so she's here. She's a fixture here. But like her bringing in uh, or backup, if you will, from the original, because it didn't really work out with her and Jayla. But watching Kat come in with the girls, I'm like, all right, you two need to talk. And then watching uh, Tommy, you know, try to come in with the girls, uh, you know, like, like, what's all this? Like watching everybody but Natalie do it and girls that you see who really wouldn't be in no mess like that, like do that, like low, watching low who has fought in Bad Girls Club, but she's known to be the fun one. So when she shows up being fun and then she fights with Krishan, it's like, well, damn, well, we know her to fight, but we don't want to see them fight. So then they making out later on. And like now Lo is like getting to know Tommy. And like, it's just, I think it's cute watching those moments outside of the fighting. There is something to be said about the way these women in ways mentor each other, if you will. Uh, maybe I'm reaching, but mm-hmm. I do appreciate those moments as well. You know, you know how I am. I appreciate, I, I look for moments like that. Were you reaching? Like, yes. However, was a point that you were was a point you were making still standing? Yes, there is in season three in Baddie's um, West, in Baddie's West as opposed to Baddie's and then Baddie's South, right? In right. Baddie's West, the third season. This is the third incarnation of this series, and there is more of a focus on conflict resolution. There's still a major focus on conflict, but there is a, f- a focus yes. applied to conflict resolution, and that is different from yes, seasons well prior. Said. So, yes, yes, what you're saying is right now, where you're reaching, yes. But where you're reaching <laughs> to the right point, yes, you are. Thank Asante you. Asante was you. looking for Thank the you. black joy in Bad yes. and I can yes. appreciate that. Because when I saw Lo, I was like, oh, she's here to have a good time. She's not going to fight with any of these girls. And then she gets into a fight. I love Lo London, (laughs) but she started that shit. She on on that on that she bus did. ride on that sprinter. She was literally stirring. She put the pot on the stove, turned the eye on, and stirred it. <laughs> okay, she started all of that shit, and then when it got back to her, she, she was, and why do you have to be the one that's vocal about Krishan being late? You was literally and cruising for a bruising. And how her her energy was landing. So yeah. And if you I know you're going from Alabama, if you know you're going to talk shit about Krishan, you should hit her first. I'm not. I'm not saying nobody should hit Krishan. I'm just saying if a, no, with a person if like you, Krishan, if, if you confrontational, if you know yeah. you're going to be in a confrontation with her, you should hit her first. A person like her, not hit yeah. her. Y'all know what I'm saying. But she wasn't even <laughs> on that. Like that's why it was so easy for her. To she should have been like, because, like the, bitch. You, why was you running late, bitch? You had us wasted all our time. Pop. That's how that should have went. Because right. you see how it went well, otherwise, look, right? Every, or at least look, everybody else so saw close. the signs. Everybody up. else seen every sign, mm-hmm. <laughs> but she ain't seen none of them. Look, that's what I'm telling you. Lo came in, when Biggie, and I'm not trying like, to call I her. I saw that coming. <laughs> and look, what you say? Seen, what look, you say? Everybody seen it. I'm not saying it again. <laughs> Call Jade. Get somebody else to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare, Sante. Don't you dare. <laughs> Don't please. You- please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. please. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just- <laughs> please. We love our But friends. yes, Baddies has been very entertaining <laughs> in more ways than one for me. And so that was a threat that I was appreciating on this last episode. Watching Cat, even though, you know, like it was a reach because that that uh conversation still ended with the fight but 
I just like watching the the older people not be like, well, yeah, go run up on that bitch then or go handle that. Mm-hmm. Like they're actually trying to be like, can we get to the bag? Can we get to the fun? Like they're actually right, seeing goals right. that they want to reach. And I'm like, yes, there's some licks. There are licks of sins here. Like even Stunning Girl showing up for that conversation. Like she said, she was like, I could have just showed up, you know, my hair wrapped up. Mm-hmm. I wanted to fight. She showed up with her face did. She was ready to like actually talk. Once and read. Once the, hold on, let me do it. <clears throat> let me make sure I'm saying it right. Once the reading down started, <laughs> Stunner Girls was better. You are just. <laughs> I got just as much a right to that language as any other practicing homosexual. And damn it, I'm going to use it. Oh we my God, I want to change Damn it, I'm going to use it. That's where it's really XD. I want to change the episode title. <laughs> change. We're going to practice some of this usage here. Practicing homosexual. I have just run stinking that language. Here. It's doing the bending. Is anybody else? <laughs> Damn it, I'm rotting, fighting for my rights. Damn it. Yeah. The agenda says, yes, you do. Nah, but Zeus is good. I love Zeus shows. I haven't been watching hell. I haven't been watching now that's TV shows. Oh, God. No, now that's TV network. Again. Please don't bring this back to this. Please, let's not go back. We already own Zeus. It's even worse than Zeus. I know. That's why I said we already on Zeus and people already complained about that. So now you're going to take them there. Let them complain. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry, I I've watched a crazy classes. doc on Hulu that is another true crime. Just Are we going to do a show like on the, it? I have to. I'm not even going to say the name because it is so... Twisty, turny, crazy. Y'all know how I like to do the true crime episodes. So I just have to prepare it because it's just so layered. You know what, Asante? I saw another crazy true crime for lottery winners on this show on Hulu called Web Death or something. And it was a man who won $30 million, $31 million. And then he disappeared. But he was still texting people and they made it and someone, well, I won't ruin it, but you should look it up. Web death and it's called like lottery something. I was like, oh, Asante needs to do a follow. I'm sure who, I'm sure Siri heard you and it's going to be a Mahulu when I go look. Watch, you already know. But true crime coming soon because I watched the craziest case and I'm, I'm seeing your messages. A lot of y'all want us to do an updated uh, Murdoch, because mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot going on. I don't exactly know how we would update that because it's like it's, it's happening is now it is at this point. Yeah, and it's it's unfolding as we're watching. So maybe towards the end of the year when Halloween comes back around, we can do a part two. We'll see what mm-hmm. the world is like at that time. But had to throw that out there. Too mm-hmm. much crime on the way. Yeah. So you know that's it for this week. Um, hey. Uh, yeah. Oh, and you know what else was good? Bel Air, baby. Bel Air is back. I watched the oh, first episode. Back. Yeah, That's right. we did that. I watched the first mm-hmm. episode on Peacocks, as I like to call it. <laughs> and down to Peacocks. Okay, I watched the first episode of Bel Air season two. I was really, really excited about this show coming back because I thoroughly enjoyed the first season. I actually saw Coco Jones at the NAACP yes. award nominee dinner. So. She was stunning in person. Oh, I bet. Um, but um, right. So I love that show. It's back. And I was really excited about season two because Ashley Banks, um, a.k.a. Tatiana Ali from the first original Fresh Prince series is playing this version of Ashley Banks, uh, her teacher. So she's playing oh. the Ashley's teacher 
on Bel Air season so two. Cute. Yeah, oh, I have to watch. And it's it. so yeah. good. So like, it's just it's just a really good show. Um, Jabari Banks, the lead, is doing an amazing job on that show. Um, and also shout out to um, Blackish, believe it or not, the original show Blackish. What's the son's name? Um, the was it Marcus? What was his name on Blackish or whatever? The, um, I didn't watch, so I don't know. Well, whoever this, whatever the son's name is, shout out to him. Can't I ran into him. Names off the top of my head, it's crazy. On the carpet, I only know Marseille. <laughs> I ran into him on the carpet at the uh, awards, and he stopped me. He was like, "Bro," he was like, "Your suit, man." He was like, "I love your suit," and I was like, "Nigga, your suit fly as hell too." And we kind of laughed. We had a moment. He was super <laughs> nice. I just want to, you know, when people the are genuine, one? yeah, or the the oldest okay. one, not the little one, okay. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, a dope oh, like sweet. little tan suit with like a the red and black and white design on it. It was fresh, so mm. we we pointed at each other like Spider Man and had that moment on the I carpet. Like it was cool. That. Yeah, and when people <laughs> are just fun and cool, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. tell That's y'all nice. the names of the celebrities that I saw cussing the people out when we were picking up our tickets and credentials to get into the dinner. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you that, but I will say that I completely understood why. Because we were in the underneath a torrential downpour in a parking garage, mm. and it Ooh. just was not, you it know, could just get that ugly. concrete. Yeah, all yeah. that time you put into your and, look. and getting yeah. to that point, we had no choice but to walk in the rain because of where it was located. And so that's, that's why when I say Crystal was a G, she was a G. Never complained one time. It was like Dustin, fuck it, we just gonna walk. I was like, are you sure? Like we can maybe we can get a, a Uber cart or some shit. She was like, let's just go. <laughs> She was a G, so shout out to her, and I'll tell you who the celebrities was later. All right. <laughs> yes. That's it. With, oh, Asante, let us know. Let let's, listeners know what we're watching for Patreon. <sighs> well, well initially excitement. I was excited about this show. No, <laughs> let me not act like that. It's still a good show. It's still a good show. I just know that some of our fans of, you know, the black fans aren't going to be as happy as we would be if we were white fans. But it's still a good show. Yeah. We will be reviewing Perfect Match. Um, it is a show about people going through a, a series of compatibility challenges to figure out if they're going to be the perfect match. And it is featuring reality stars of Love is Blind, The Mole, Too Hot to Handle, and others. Um, I just I read a little quick blurb of that from the Netflix uh, Wikipedia, so I got to say all the shows and all that. But um, it's a very interesting show to watch for a plethora of other reasons. Um, I'm <laughs> and interested to see as frustrating for the black women yes. on it. Yes. Yes, absolutely. When did Colony come on? She's on. She wasn't Her on the episodes. first episode, was she? No, no, no. no she wasn't on the first later. episode. Yeah, like yeah, five yeah, or six. Later. No, I was like, mm-hmm. when is um, Colony coming on? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and Sophie. But, uh, is it mm-hmm. and Sophie? Yeah, and Sophie's uh yeah. one she of having the hard starters right now on that first episode. We're gonna talk about it on the bench, so let me be quiet. Right. right well, do you want right. to give him a little bit of a uh, look? Do you want to give him a little preview? Just a, a little something real quick because I like the only reason that I am wanting to continue is because I'm interested and curious to see how we feel about everybody, how we feel about the decisions that they're making. I hated that guy. What's the guy that tried to get with the cute girl that was already with the guy and she dubbed him on the steps? In the first episode. Oh, I know who oh, you're talking Nick. about. But yeah, oh is my Nick? God. Yes, he oh, he got on my damn nerves in that All first I got to say is Dom. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> That's my review. And okay. Netflix, who the fuck is working in y'all's casting? Y'all have got to do better. I said it last week, but come on, to man. Be, I- 
<laughs> to be honest with you, when I saw Nicholas Shea as the host, you look, when I, right, treasure, right, a, a national <laughs> black right. people treasure. This is this size tastes different than any other side. Go on. <laughs> Friend, you saw Just how you was doing it, like me. how you was doing it on Friday. The makeup. No. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> I am. This will be the show that we will be watching and discussing on the binge. So tune in, sign up on Patreon, patreon.com slash friends on podcast. So you yep. can see everyone's reactions and follow our conversations. Uh, this coming week, we will be doing the first episode. And as I, I want to finish and then figure out the proper way to work out the rest because we're going to okay. be not skipping around, but we're going to compile some of these episodes because I'm going to do the uh, the first episode. We're going to get into who everybody is. And then the, moving forward, we're going to do it kind of like elimination style. We're going to talk about who came, what changed and how we feel about everything. So it's going to be Fair. very nice and concise. And that way we can talk shit about everybody and move forward accordingly. And I hope <laughs> that you all decide to join us over on Patreon patreon.com forward slash the friend zone podcast on the first episode of the binge where we are recapping the perfect match perfect will match. drop on friday what's that march 3rd mm-hmm. so go ahead and sign up and join us if you haven't already that means the show is over thank you for listening we hope you got some useful stuff today we love you so much and we'll catch you guys next week we love you so much <laughs> stay black and protect your magic <laughs> not with a mouthful of Reese's practicing homosexual <laughs> goodbye